for it. It's I know. Where fun it's goes to terrible. die at your place. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Wolf? What you are you working? You guys have some no. uh, some big thing at the no, venue. No, I, I have doing? the night off. I'll be doing dinner with some friends, and I think we're gonna walk down and try to find some cocktails somewhere. Nice, uh, we got nice. producer OK Jose is now here, so the show should be live. If you're listening on Spotify, Perfect. it's not live, but here's the start of it. I've also just realized what's happening. The first Mint has a space is going right now, too. So we're taking uh, all their listeners, basically. <laughs> is this their spaces yes. where they're giving some update on ballers? Yes. Or yeah, it is. Yeah. And we usually do Friday nights, but because of New Year's Eve, we're doing a day earlier. So we're treading on their territory. <clears throat> Luke... That's all yeah, right. Luke was banned there, so he's actually here, so it works well for us. No, I, I was listening to both, actually. I was listening to First Mint for a little bit. Um, but, you know, the Wolfpack's where it's at. This is the hope. This is where the cool kids hang Can, out. Do you, have any, do you have any alpha from the ballers talk at the at the First Mint spaces, Dumbo? I don't know if it would be alpha. If they announced okay, some beta, beta then. Some, some beta. beta. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, we got all the alpha. But, no... I don't know what they were chatting. They, the, one of the ballers guys was in there and said hi, and then he had to bounce. So That's it? That was, that was the news? <laughs> hi, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't think they're dropping news. I think they're just chatting. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was true. It was just speculation. <clears throat> okay. Probably just intimidated by the wolf pack, so they know they can't drop alpha unless we're there. Yeah. So, so, since we are the Wolfpack and we're speaking about the Wolfpack, can we talk for a second about the fun that was the Diallo night? Like, how much fun was it to watch Diallo have his his moment uh, on the Top Shot platform where rather than be trashed as a reward nobody wanted, he was actively sought out and his moment pumped and i mean how much fun was that oh it was amazing were you it was amazing to see that were you yeah well you were off work right as as most of this was happening yeah i was i was oddly at a hockey game for a bunch of it watching a junior hockey with my father oh nice uh but i was definitely he kept asking what are you looking at and they're like you wouldn't understand you wouldn't understand i didn't want to have to tell my dad about the wolf pack (laughs) <laughs> I was trying to explain it to my wife. My wife got us like a night away without the kids or whatever for Christmas. And so here here we are on this night away and Diallo is pumping and I am like glued to the phone and I'm like trying to absorb what's going on and trying to explain to her what's going on. And that was a that was that was interesting. There's no doubt about it. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, it was fun, though. It was neat. And, you know, what? I think somebody mentioned it in our in our DM today, but uh, it might have been Joey Hammer. But I saw it all over the place. I saw a bunch of stuff. We got a shout out from the Top Shot account, like all this great stuff. And I didn't see any bitterness, any saltiness, any FUD. It seemed for the most part like people were really just kind of enjoying it as a as a moment you know as a moment in time yeah which was awesome yes and more you know our uh our few month mission of trying to promote the wolf pack as a you know a group in top shot seems to be uh, successful too people seem to generally know what it was i only saw a few like what in the hell is going on here (laughs) 
Yeah, no, it definitely was neat. I think, I think, I'll, I don't know. I'm happy to, I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to have it happen, but I'm happy to see it in, in a positive way and not be something where there's this, um, you know, this, this negative creates sort of a bad guy. Yeah. 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 That we were. I think that's what's really cool about what's happened with the Top Shot community is that, like, we have, like, a range of these sort of what, what you call, like, sub-communities, right? And, like, they're not, like, fractured off to the nth degree, but they're, like, there's, like, the Hustling Showroom, there's the Wolf Pack, there's um, the Cool Cats, the Fan Made One, there's a bunch of them, right? And, like, some are small, some are quite big, some are really grinding it out. Like, the Hustling Showroom's going real hard, and it's awesome, and some are being more casual about it. But, like, overall, and we see the same with the third parties, like, Moment Ranks and Live Token and First Mint, like, you could almost see these as like competing communities, but they don't act like it. Everyone acts like they just want the best for each other. And I think that's awesome. Like no one in the Hustling Showroom was like, oh man, Wolfpack got shouted out and we didn't. What the hell? Like everyone's like, oh, that's sick. And I think that is something that seems really unique. I don't know how we've managed to pull it off, but we just have. And I am, that actually really excites me because like as that continues to grow and build, like it's, I just think we're going to see it taken to another level over the next 12 to 24 months, you know? Well, and I think the common thread exists that we all want the product to succeed as well, you know, because we're so early in it, all the, whether you're Hustle and Show or you're Monstars, all, you, you're all hoping that this product takes off even further, whereas maybe if you're like sneakerheads, you know that it's already like a successful product. So there's this interesting aspect where we're all making different little aspects of the situation, of the what's going on, but trying like you said we're all trying to be cogs and one giant wheel here to get it fired up for sure for sure yeah and i think you know it's been a really interesting last couple of months and there's been a lot that's happened and i think that top shot has done a nice job creating really incentivizing varied collecting strategies so these communities are developing around whether it's sets or you know whatever it is but it doesn't matter like whatever your strategy is if you want to complete sets there's there seems to be a benefit and a utility to that if you want to create you know you want to collect a particular team or you want to go heavy after a particular player it seems like the way that they've done the last couple of months is they've really incentivized all these these different ways of collecting. And I think that helps to create a positive, healthy community, right? Because it's not competition. You can do your own thing. And regardless of how you do it, there's a, there's a really good possibility you're going to get a, a, an incentive, a reward, or some utility out of it. And I think that's really important as well. Do I hear you making a drink, Wolf? I was, cl I was drinking a drink, actually. Sorry, oh. I was clanking. I didn't mute. No, what, what, do you got? Time. what do you got? It's a little oh, whiskey nice. time. Yeah, you know, it's generally, if it's not gin and tonic or whisk at home, it's a whiskey sour. So, okay, I like it. It's just living like I'm James Bond or something. <laughs> Wolf Bond. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. It is interesting though to. I, I felt that way, exactly what you were saying. There was so much more love thrown last night at a shout out. It didn't seem like spite, as we always try to big up other communities too. Um, speaking of other communities and project, while well, we have you on the line, Dumbo, you uh, put out a little contest today for Pyland. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I think it's finished now, actually. But yeah, giving away some ETH. We'll be doing more as well. Um, so you follow that Twitter, you'll see more like 
ETH, some whitelists, maybe some other NFTs and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, excited for that. Maybe some Topshop moments, but I can't give away Topshop moments. But obviously, you know, we have people on the team that don't work for Dapper, i.e. Bonfire. So, you know, if he feels like doing it sort of thing, um, who knows? But yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love giving away stuff. It's so much like it's easy. People get to win money. And like for some people, like 0.1 ETH is like a lot of money, right? Like I know I'm not trying to say like everyone here is loaded, but like if you're in like the US, you know, point one isn't life changing. But if you're in, like the Philippines, if you're in Colombia, um, yeah, Colombia or Cambodia, where that guy was from before, for example, like point one is a decent bit of change to just win with Twitter giveaway, you know? Sure. So that's always exciting. So do you, I read, I think it was either yesterday or the day before Dumbo, I read a white, a white paper of sorts on Pyland. Did you guys just put that out? Is that relatively new? Yeah, white paper feels like uh, giving it more credit than it's due. We just put put out like a sort of basic. Here's what we're planning to do. I mean, we'll put something more akin to a white paper in the future, which is going to be more detailed. But yeah, like about a, a week before Christmas, we put out just like, here's what we're doing here. Well, no, week before Christmas, but like here's the team. And then a few days ago, we put out a little bit more info uh, in terms of like what blockchain is on, some of the things you can expect, etc. But we're still, you know, we still got more details to come for sure. Um, I'm really excited. We're going to do like a what I'm calling like a behind the scenes open kitchen sort of series where we're going to like break down some of the decisions that have been made around like the contract, around the art, maybe around marketing, community building, you know, sort of things where it's like giving people a look into the level of work and effort that's going on behind the scenes. Just because I think that's just kind of interesting. And if you're like looking at a project, you kind of want to see that information, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything that you wanted to highlight here or, or speak to here that, you know, n- again, not breaking news, but maybe something that was put out in in that document that you just kind of want to highlight or that you're you're maybe proud of or excited for moving forward? Mm, nothing over, like, over top. Like, a, a few people asked me, like, oh, why not Flow, right? Like, you, you're always on about Flow. You talk, you're, like, you're involved helping a lot of Flow projects and stuff like that. And like, I, we addressed it in the article, and I've addressed it at length more, but like one of the big things that I don't necessarily say in the article, because I don't want to get into the weeds of it like on an article, but it's like, for me personally, uh, one of the reasons I didn't want to go on Flow was because like, I don't want people to think, oh, Loop from Dapper building on Flow, this must be a Dapper project, or Dapper must be involved. Like I wanted there to be a really clear line, and that's why going on ETH was a bit of like a sort of a way to do that, you know? And like likewise, if I build on Flow, and then you know, Roham shouts it out, everyone's like, well, has Roham shouted it out because Luke and him know each other from his job, or has he done it because he really supports the project? You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> I'm trying to avoid those situations of the the potential collectors feeling, like, uncertain about what's going on because I've built on Flow. So that was just one thing I want to, like, which almost sounds like a negative. I don't mean it negative. Like, it's just the, the fact of life trying to make sure we create a product that is super clear where the lines are between other stuff we're involved in. Um, so it's always good to, like, highlight that more. Because I am super bullish on Flow. And I think in the future, there's possibilities to be like, you know, you can bridge to Flow. We could do a drop on Flow. We could airdrop things from like on the Flow network for people holding pies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's not like gone completely. I just want the, we want that main drop to be on ETH. So it's really clear what we're doing is separate from anything else. Um, and then also, to be quite frank, I'm super excited to work with Bonfire, Live Token. Uh, it's so much fun because he's such a real, like, his level of perfection and ability with, dedic- like, developing is insane. Okay, I, I'm going to give you a little bit of alpha. So, you guys know he has the, the live token bot quiz that he's done before. Yeah. Um, so, that's something that the idea of that initially came for Pyland. 
but this was months ago when Thailand was still in the early stages. And we're like, oh, it'd be cool to be able to do a quiz in Discord, right? Like, we sat down and thought, how could we make our Discord different? And I highlighted, like, Discord bots for quizzes aren't that great. And LifeTaken was like, hold my beer. Boom, came back with that. And, was like, <laughs> and obviously, like, at the time, there was nothing to do for Thailand. There wasn't even a Discord then. So we did it for Top Shot. Um, and I was like, that's awesome. It was like the Top Shot birthday giveaway was the first time you got to t- case, use it. A little bit, little bit of insight there. And so... And this is what I mean. Like, I'd love to do a whole arc to talk about this. It's super nerdy and niche, but it's really cool because it's a really unique thing to have on Discord. And so many NFT communities, almost all of them, are on Discord, and they don't—they don't have someone who just makes the quiz bot. Like, that's—that's that's what I'm talking about. It's such a, like it sounds niche and not important, but actually, it signifies the sort of level of uniqueness you can expect, right? And so, um, what he's now done to like level it up is that there's going to be like. When you do the quiz, you're going to see some names you'll recognize from like the community, the NFT community, and that's really exciting. I want to see more about it, but it's just really cool the way the way he's done it on a coding level. Um, you know, like there's possibility uh, you might see your own name or you might see someone else's name, and it might vary depending on who does it sort of thing. It's just stuff like that, which is so cool when you work with someone like Bonfire because he's like, I can just I can just develop this. I can just write this code in a way that no one else in the space is doing, you know? Um, so really excited for stuff like that. But that's super nerdy and niche, but yeah. No, that's it's awesome. And just real quick, going back to your original point about you know developing on ETH versus Flow, I believe you have said. So I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth, but I also believe it was written in that document that just because you're developing on ETH doesn't mean that it can't change later or you can't do something else on a different um, you know platform in the future. So you know we'll we won't say never. Um, but I completely understand you wanting to sort of divest this project from, you know, the, the company that you work with. So it makes He's like sense. when uh, when someone goes solo in a rock band and then they make a country album because they don't yeah. want it to sound anything like the band they're in. So does that mean is that mean Luke is like Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish or what? <laughs> He's like when, you know, like Fleetwood Mac broke up and then Lindsey Buckingham makes her own tune, it makes his own tunes and Stevie Nicks has her own album and it's a bit more poppy. It's kind of like that. I yeah, love it. Pretty much going country. Um, and, like, <laughs> and that's the thing with flow as well. Like over the next, like for example, Matrix World, when they did their sale, they did like, I think it was Matrix World, did ETH and flow, which is really exciting. They sold in ETH and flow, right? Mm, when you yep. look at like on-chain monkey, they dropped on Ethereum ages ago. Well, relatively in the NFT space, like eight months ago, or whatever, six months ago, maybe, maybe not even that, but like a while sorry, a while ago, and now they're talking about bridging over to Flow probably in 2022. So that's like, there's so many different things we could do. For now, we just, just want to focus on Ethereum, but like we want to acknowledge that we don't, as a company, as a team, none of us are single chain. None of us are like Ethereum maxis. None of us are Flow maxis. You know what I mean? Like look at like Live Token, right? He's built Live Token, which relies heavily on the Flow blockchain. So we have the skill set and the knowledge there and I've developed it already. So you can see the level of potential there. You know, my, myself, I've got more NFTs on Ethereum projects, but I'm still heavily involved in like the Flowfest, the Flowverse. I've consulted with the Flow products, you know, like Flow Vitars was quite involved with there and Bullis, I own a few Bullis. So like, there's just, there's no reason, in my opinion, to be single chain. Like, I think more and more projects will look at going multi-chain to do exciting stuff. A, a basic example is people drop on Ethereum and then do airdrops via Polygon which is, isn't as exciting as what we're talking about, but it's a basic example of how that can happen anyway, you know? Sure. And I don't, I don't know the, the politics of it or, or whatever. I live in New York State, and I can't, 
I can't purchase flow. I can't get flow. So if a flow product releases or a product releases on flow and they accept, you know, US dollars or credit card, whatever, I can do that. But like the flow Vitar thing that have that came out, for example, that was sold in flow, I couldn't purchase because I can't purchase flow in New York State. I actually had to have a, a, another wolf, Nebraska, who purchased it for me, and then I Venmoed him some money to to allow me to get into the project. So, uh, in some regards, Ethereum uh, and ETH projects may be more accessible to people at this point as well, for what that's worth. Yeah, for sure. I think that will. I mean, I honestly don't know legally if that will change, but like, it doesn't seem like to be a long term thing. And right. flow definitely is on. Re, it's in a really interesting spot of like the potential and the like like the amount of projects that are gonna come out are really exciting. So I'm I'm definitely very pro flow. You know, I own flow, I own flow projects, but like you say, there's I think flow has different forms of accessibility that we've seen with Topshop where you can buy it in US dollars, right? Like depending on who you want it to be accessible to, I like a mass market who maybe don't know about um NFT so much. Like Flow Vitar is amazing and i've seen a lot of people do this of like i can do it with my kids because they can like design a photo and that's awesome um not that we're against like at pieland if a kid wanted to collect pies with their family like that's cool but it's not necessarily like our target demographic as much you know so like um i think those things are also a factor in choosing the chain and i think a lot of people don't realize that like if you're an nft project who just decides we're gonna go this chain because of like gas like it's one reason out of many you should consider so many different options and alternatives you know yeah, for sure. I mean, gas is gas is a thing, but most I don't know. Gas. It's is, been is... a barrier for me to get in the ETH world for whatever reason. I've noticed. I'm so willing to do a flow one, but I have not ever purchased an ETH NFT. Well, right as time. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Um, I don't know why. It's just that I think about the gas, and I I don't know. Whereas Flovatar, even though it was a bit of a rigmarole to transfer ETH to Kraken, Kraken by flow, flow to Blockdo. I still and then did hack, it. And then hack your own wallet. And then hack your own wallet. <laughs> luckily, ETH's um, on sale right now. Yeah, ETH is on sale. You're right. So there's a Pyland sale about to happen. That's a good point. Good time to buy. I know another project, in case you're interested. Tell us about it. He's always chilling the nights. Uh, yes. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, speaking of hacking yourself, Evan, what what just happened to oh you? Oh my god! So I'm sitting here just reading the the old Wolfpack chat on the way home from the cafe, and I see Farron talking about having the number sixty two Manu archive moment, and I immediately I was just like, oh, that is so sick! I have the number sixty two. Run it back. And so I was like, that'd be really cool if I, you know, trade him for it or whatever. And so I hit him up and he, he gifted it to me immediately, like a baller. And so I was getting ready to send him like whatever back and uh, was getting going through my collection. And I just happened to search for Manu just to look at him because I wanted to see him side by side. And it was number 65. So um, I had the number 62 Ray Allen run it back that I sold last week. And I don't know why I had it in my head. I've had both of those since February, <laughs> I think. It so was I, just funny. Cause he was I, like, here, man, just take it. Don't even trade me. I know it was crazy. And then it was the, such a the guy, right number. I've, I've got, uh, I've got some stuff to, to send back his way, but yeah. 
Matt, yeah, I will, I'll, I'll break a little news here. I think it's since it's official now, I actually um, just accepted the position for social media manager for the Knights of DGen yesterday. So, um, wow. I got hey, congratulations! Yeah, congratulations! Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I've been. I mean, I've been pretty active in it since day one, and big believer, obviously. And uh, um, they, you know, I've been a mod in there for for about a month or so, and then. Uh, they reached out to me and asked if I'd be interested, and obviously I was. So, yeah, very, very, very lucky. Um, Brian, we're going to collab. That's what we got to do now. You got to yeah, use position, well, collab done. We already mentioned uh, we were talking about um, a poker tournament like we did in Nine Lives Lounge, and I was like, this is just like a perfect scenario to have like Pie Land with, you know, knowing, knowing you, being able to talk to you on here and getting something set up, I think would be very, very cool. So, yeah, Brian, let's follow up on that at some point for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, right. I, I like Knights as well. I think it's really exciting stuff. Um, but yeah, well done, mate. That's awesome. When do you start properly? Uh, January 1. So, um, I, I guess unofficially started today. Um, just kind of did some onboarding stuff, kind of got up to date on all the stuff that's going on, all the things that are coming, and um, and they turned the reins of the accounts over to me. So, I've been Putting out, putting out some stuff today and making sure that I'm, you know, following uh, kind of the parameters they want, staying, staying on brand, phrasing, everything else. So uh, it's been a good day. Yeah, I, I thought the content had like uh, dramatically uh, gotten worse today. And I'm like, no, I'm, not <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bro. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't know. I had to. I will fully admit, I had to delete three tweets immediately today because I like forgot one. Uh, hashtag or I there was an apostrophe in like a word that like well or something and it, I just this stuff drives me nuts so I'm like panic deleting the tweets and I'm like day one getting fired but no it, it was all it was all good and Clay uh, who's the one of the commanders guy in charge no, full-time employee uh, for the project and uh, we're working really closely together and he's super cool so it's just fun it's honestly um, you know I haven't I, I think most of you guys know in here I've taught for the last, uh, I guess, eight years and coached for the last 10 years. I do miss the coaching, but I'll admit the teaching I do not miss. And when I um, think about way to, doing, way to give up, way to give up on the kids, Evan, way to give yeah, up on the kids. That, that, that wasn't exactly it. I, I could introduce you to quite a few and we might be able to change your uh, perception a little bit, but um, it was, uh, it was a situation that I just, uh, wasn't very happy in, especially last couple of years. Um, and I, you know, I don't want to make excuses or anything, but, you know, COVID made things not difficult, but just very frustrating, um, communicating with parents and getting kids to do the work and getting them to turn it in and, you know, not just not being able to give them any one-on-one -on -one attention. Um, if they, I worked at a lower income school, so very low percentage have home internet access actually. So it was a lot of sending papers home and hoping to get them back at the end of the week when the buses went out to pick up the work. So, um, you know, things got back to, back to normal last year a little bit. Uh, but I definitely was burned out and I decided to take a year and, um, I'm working on my doctorate in education. So I'm writing my dissertation for that and working at the uh, family cafe and now working for nights so it's just and i the point i'm 
getting at is I, as of yesterday, I had never, I haven't felt a sense of happiness and relief and just like, man, I'm doing something I absolutely love working with people that I just, I'm genuinely like friends with and would like hang out with outside of work. And it's just a, a very different feeling than, than I've had the last few years. And I just, you know, I've, it's been a good couple of days for sure. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. We're excited for you and excited to hear about it and excited to hear the journey as you go forward and, and what happens. And we will tolerate your shilling the nights uh, project. Don't worry. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna shill away. Overly, I'm going to be overly, uh, <laughs> you know, um, enthusiastic. Of, not oh, no. Yeah, conscious, conscious. I don't want it. I don't want it to, to seem like I am shilling them, but, uh, me and me and me and old yams, uh, a couple nights in there, so I like to kind of get him fired up a little bit sometimes too. I was imagining when you said you would bring the kids on here to show us uh, how good of a teacher you are. I was imagining the conversation you have with them that they're having, like Mr. Edgy wants me to come meet his internet friends. <laughs> well, actually, the point I was trying to make is that they're not all angels. There are a few that just kind of can wear on you, and uh, when you endure that for a few years in a row. Um, it can it can just wear on a person. I'm an, I'm like to take myself time, a pretty, yeah. pretty nice guy, and I I found myself becoming uh, impatient and in and um, just not you know not the right mindset that a teacher should have. And I thought you know I'm not doing myself any favors, and I'm definitely not doing the kids any favors. Uh, so I think it's time for me to take a break. So um, you know whether I ever go back to it, I don't know. But I'm gonna finish up this last degree because it was been a goal of mine since I um, was in high school and ultimately wanted to be a superintendent of schools. Um, but, you know, I don't think at this point I really want to go down that path. I think um, if I could get a job as a uh, activities athletic director at a school, that'd be a kind of a dream job and coach baseball, just like my dad did. Um, you know, I might do that. But as far as all the other stuff goes, I think I'm kind of kind of over that. So, um but yeah, no, I, I will tell you, I did get along pretty well with, uh, with the kids, the, the middle schoolers, not as much as the high schoolers, the, uh, the middle schoolers didn't quite get the humor and, uh, they, they just weren't quite as quick to, uh, be receptive of my kind of dry personality in person. So, um, they didn't miss me. They're not going to miss me at all. Now the others, they might a little bit. <laughs> well, good if, for you, uh, man. So if we're talking about Knights of D-Gen for a minute, what would be the reason for a casual person to uh, sign up? Um, the... So, yeah, the quick like elevator pitch, I would say, is just it is a very high percentage of Top Shot people. Um, they started off with Top Shot, found their way over to Ethereum, um, and Knights for a lot of us was the first project that we really got into because it revolves around what we love sports uh playing dfs gambling um there's some lore fantasy uh, especially well coming up there's there's some things coming down the pipeline that i've learned about um maybe i won't say too much more a little bit of alpha but there's some there's some big things coming that um really are going to set the uh, discord on fire when they find out about it because there's a lot of things that you know they've been clamoring about for and and i was one of them you know things early on in the roadmap that we we hadn't seen maybe as quickly as we thought and you know um there was some frustration building but 
there's some good things coming. So um, there's a little bit of lore, fantasy aspect. We have channels for basically anything you can imagine. There's a weekly poker tournament um, on Club GG uh, where the winner each week um, gets uh, wins some merch. We, we were giving away nights the first four or five tournaments, I think, which are – I think the floor is around 0.15 right now, which is what – I don't even know what that would be. It's six or 600 bucks or so, but um, – holding pretty steady through like a pretty down market because the people that buy the nights don't sell them. Like there's only ever about 800 listed at a time out of the 8,888. So it's a really strong community. Once people get in, once they join us and they're in the discord and they're participating in uh, the giveaways, the partnerships we do, we just have a huge partnership with bet online for the college football playoff. Um, you know, they see the value and the utility in it. Um, you know, it's uh, it's not just a PFP project. There's some super cool art by Blake Jameson. And, um, you know, I proudly rep it. But Knights is more than that. And the you would find very quickly that the people that are in Knights all have a lot of things in common. Um, and a very, very nice, welcoming um personality online which is kind of indicative of i would say our um our age range um especially us in the wolf pack as well so a lot of a lot of commonality there a lot of overlap i know that's a longer than a 30 second elevator ride we're riding up to we're on uh, some like the, serious like the, the, the yeah. elevator to heaven or yeah. something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those elevators, like, goes round and round. yeah. <laughs> talked about it you know uh i don't in in real life, friends aren't um, into NFTs. I can't I can't convince them to jump on board. Um, a couple of them got burned by Top Shot, and the, you know, like a lot of people did. So, um, and I'm trying to get them back in, and I think they'll they'll cave eventually. But uh, it's it's that's why I just the Wolfpack has been such a blessing to me um, as an outlet, and just to make friendships with you guys that you know might never meet. I hope I do in real life, but but um, I felt so welcomed and just the conversations always crack me up i it's just it's just like i'm sitting around chatting with a bunch of co old college buddies and it's just it's just a whole lot of fun um and you know there's a lot in the nights that i feel the same way about so it's just you know the community thing that's what nfts are for me um it's i kind of grew up i did grow up playing a lot of video games playing runescape being online a lot um always being very interested in tech and just, you know, the next big thing and, um, you know, Web3 is big for, for the world. And I'm just excited to, to be living in a time where we're going to see it come to fruition. So, um, you know, it's, it's all about the community stuff. And as Luke knows, and he does a great job of it in Nine Lives Lounge and throughout Top Shot. So when you find a good group of people, you want to stick around. That's, that's where you hang your hat. And uh, that's what I've done with the Knights. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's super cool. Real quick, just because I, I don't have any idea, and this may be a naive question, I apologize, but you talked about there being a limited number of nights. I think you said 808, or 8,888. Yeah. Um, but they were giving some away at one point for poker tournaments. Like, how many are not yet out for people to own? Do you have any yeah. idea, like, how many have been held? I think there might be a couple of mint passes maybe the last one was just uh like you know turned in or what it burned for the uh for the actual night in return 
Okay. Um, but okay. So the question about where these knights are coming from, those are bought by the King's purse treasury, which has, um, a certain budget basically, um, that it operates off of the royalties from sales and they periodically will go through and sweep a couple off the floor and have those kind of in their, in their holster. So they've got them for promotions and for giveaways and things. So every, Oh, I I'd say every month or so they'll go through and buy three or four at a time and, and have those kind of stocked up. And then when they start to run out, they'll go back through and sweep the floor again, regardless of where the floor is. So it kind of helps everybody helps the project and then also provides more utility back to, uh, you know, the, the members. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty interesting concept. Luke, when is uh, Roham going to buy some of my moments? <laughs> Bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I want Roham to sweep the floor. Let's go. <laughs> I like if we, if we did a floor sweep, we'd be like, Roham, Roham, you get in here and you do this. Yeah. And he'd be looking for mine specifically. There's no doubt. <laughs> and he uh, and he would say, why why can't we bulk buy? Yeah. <laughs> no, know. that's. I like I like floor sweeps and projects, um, but it comes with a lot of like complicated aspects, uh, which I won't bore people with. But from like a legal point of view, uh, this is something I've looked into because of Pyland. Like it's it's complicated to do floor sweeps. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah, there's yeah. all sorts of legal technicalities involved. Right. Yeah, I guess like the board side. What you're doing with the purchases? Is that what you mean, Luke? Yeah, like, um, yeah. Like, it's like, kind of like a stock buyback lap vibe and stuff like that. And like, it's not the end of the world. It's just complicated. Yeah. Um, it's different when it's like, Pyland or Nikes. It's much more complicated when it's some work of a big IP, you know? Right, correct. Yeah. But again, I, I'm not legal. That's, so I, like I was going to say, that's so far above my head that I'm trusting in them and uh, I can plead ignorance on that one. <laughs> so I didn't know it was fraud. I'm ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I that, that defense works every time. It's just, that's all you got to do. I'm just like, bro, I'm in Colombia, so I'm not really too worried about nothing, you know? What are you doing down there, by the way? I guess I missed this, but I know you've been down there for some time now. Yeah, it's just starting a month. Just living, just chilling. Um, oh, okay, get, cool. Once you get somewhere new, because I plan to, like, grind really hard for these this month, next two months, obviously, with a project coming out. So um wanted to be somewhere where I'd be almost, like, isolated, right? Like, Mexico, I've got a lot of distractions, so... Uh, I'll get back to Mexico at some point for sure. Like, still my, my family are there effectively at this point in terms of, like, my dog, my cats, and a bunch of really good friends. But um, it's nice to be somewhere new without, like, feeling like, oh, I've got to go traveling and stuff. So, yeah, just really uh, as depressingly sad as that is. I don't think anyone's ever moved to Colombia to work online on an NFT project before. But that's pretty much the reason, just so I can grind it out. You are a pioneer, Luke. You are a pioneer. Hey, you're away. living the dream. You, you, you got to, I mean, you're doing what I would love to do. Be able to work on something that I love and, and live wherever I'd like and go wherever I'd like, whenever I'd like, and still be able to do my job. So that would be the absolute dream. Yeah, I mean, I feel blessed. I'm really excited to have my own community. Like, living with you guys, you know, I'm really excited to have, like, a community that I can just run how I want to run it sort of thing. Like, I have a lot of freedom at Topshot as well, and I plan to keep that job because I love that as well. But, like, you know, I'm at the mercy of so many other things because it's a company, it's huge, right? Whereas, like, with Island, I'm one of the three founders and we all have quite similar views and we, like, it's just exciting because it's a whole different energy, it's a whole different approach, you know? 
Oh, yeah. I, I love both of them for sure. I think um, so. Uh, much for that. We could do a little collab on White Living Some Nights, get a little bit of crossover action there. Oh, I love that. Let's definitely chat more about it. I see yeah. us doing, I do some whitelists. We could do some poker collabs. Absolutely. Oh, we get real fun real quick. Um, yes. Let's let's follow up tomorrow or something. I mean, bro, I also like your day one or day minus two, I guess. So feel yeah, he doesn't even start yet. Yeah. He's, he doesn't well, start well, for like two yeah. days. Now give him a break. <laughs> I'm already like, give me everything. You know? I already, I already brought up the, I already brought you guys up actually to the team. So it's not going to be the first time they hear about Thailand. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to a bunch of collabs, right? Because there's so many awesome people in this space who, like like yourself, who I've chatted to and have always been, like, open. Like, you get it, right? Because, like, normally, you have, like, a new NFT project, and you're like, oh, I don't really know these people. Or, like, oh, I've heard of this guy because of this one thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like if it was just Bonfire, like, oh, well, I know he's great at building tools, but a collab? Like, how do we know he's not a community over? That's a whole different kettle of fish, right? Right, right. So I think because I can be like... When you're, when you're hitching your name to something, you got to make sure you know yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, I'm not trying to be arrogant here, but like the amount of time we put into communities anyway, like not just Top Shop, but not not just Flowverse, but like Flowvertar, right? Ballers, like all those things. Like you guys see me in this all the time, like you kind of know if Luke says he wants to collab for the benefit of communities, like that's all he wants to do, you know? But anyway, I don't want to chat about that too much. We can we can chat yeah, anything yeah. else as well. I know we'll me, talk about me, it after. Me, we could just sit here chatting all day about these two projects. Yeah, these I don't want to take guys don't to uh, Well, guys, hey, I appreciate it. I'll, sorry for kind of hijacking the conversation a little bit there but um very appreciative of all the well wishes and the congratulations and and you're gonna have to show your boss the spaces uh edgy because i think thomas who's listening there he's posting in our group that you inspired him to buy a night right now so he's gonna post it up oh awesome awesome so you're right on you're doing your job already early congrats i don't i don't want to show i really don't i think i'm I'm gonna buy a night and give it away don't you worry mate you convinced me as well (laughs) oh nice all right all right that's great i mean we uh you might well if you're gonna buy one you might buy one pretty quickly Oh, look at that. I'll, that's I'll, I'll, a salesman right there. I'm just saying. Everyone, everyone that's a salesman. Just saying, that's all I'm going to say. Just... Uh, ben shot it. Did hey, you have a question look, for somebody? Uh, I mean, first, I was just saying what's up. I think the only person I know what's here up? is Luke. Luke, what up? Ben, uh, how you doing, mate? Yeah, don't be downplaying yourself. Introduce yourself a little bit, man. Nah, um... I appreciate that, Luke. I'm I'm Ben Shotted. I take pictures and I help out players with their digital stuff. Um, I saw the I saw the Knights of Vegan. Bro, I take pictures. You're like a professional <laughs> photographer. Like I take selfies <laughs> with a dog. Like, you work really good. Yo, I'm a pump Ben because he's too humble to himself. If you go if you go and look at it, if you go to his profile, you go look at his Instagram, his photos are fire. Ben, I hope you don't mind me shouting that out, but his Instagram is fire. No, nah, it's all good, man. And, you know, basketball, and uh, I like basketball, I like women, it all comes together. I saw the um Knights of Dejan, and I was just wondering, is the creator of that in here? Is that who E-D-J-E is? No, I'm, I actually am just a recent hire for uh, social media manager, and I'm a mod in the Discord. Uh, okay. I've been involved with the project since very early on, not obviously in the, the planning and... Um, you know, lead up to mint and everything like that, but pretty well versed in, in anything. If you've got some questions, nah, very cool. I was just uh, one of my clients is really into it. Rich Antonelli is a big uh, yes, big yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's the homie. 
yeah um yeah it's a good community i mean it's just like you know if you have friends in real life and they're into something usually you're into very similar things and you know you kind of run into that a lot with the knights wait wait a minute wait a minute i just i followed luke's advice i followed luke's advice i went to ben's instagram I i think am i looking at candace parker celebrating a championship in a locker room Broad, uh, maybe, possibly. <laughs> ben, talk to us about what's going on here, man. Um, you know, Candace Parker is a she's a Naperville girl. You know, went back to Illinois and won a championship. It's very, very cool things. And her daughter's taller than me. I don't like that. <laughs> but yeah, are you, so, are you guys uh, Illinois people or? I'm not. No, I, I'm I'm New York. I'm a New York guy. I'm in Missouri, so bordering. Oh yeah, you're right there. You're right there. I'm West Coast Canadian, so I'm not even uh, in the same hemisphere. I'm a New Zealander. <laughs> even worse. Yeah. Um, ben, how did you? I see you have a few pictures of WNBA stuff on there. How did you make a connection and start shooting on basketball games? Um. I mean, a lot of them are friends, right? So, like, they're around the same age as me. So, like, when we were all in high school, you know what I mean? I uh, I was around them. I played basketball, so I stopped growing, right? And then uh, I was just been around. So, like, I think my journey, I wanted to work for the NBA, but, like, I had friends that, like, played collegiate, like, basketball, and then they went pro, and then I just started helping them out. And then they're like, oh, you know, it kind of is just organic. It really Luke made it sound way cooler than it is. I just like helping and I like being in like the background and things like that. Yeah, it seems it seems really cool, man. That's awesome. Good for you. Well, I appreciate the work and stuff, and I appreciate you guys letting me into this like whole uh, NFT community. This has been very very fun in the limited months I've been around or weeks rather. So how long have you been around? Are you are you in more communities? I see your PFP is. Um... A rabbit of sorts. You, I'm assuming you're in Top Shot. All right, what what NFTs are you involved in at this point, Ben? Um, well, if I get, I was one of the people that like sold one of those, uh, <laughs> sold something very early, like in March, and I was like, oh, and then I look back and like, oh, the thing that I sold was like, I should have sold later. But in saying all that to say, like, uh really just youth sports or sports rather like i like um there's a lot of stuff coming a lot of like brands like sports brands and athletes and things like that they all are into nft and they all have ideas and everybody has a game and everybody wants to i think everybody just wants to make cool things and then share the cool things with like like-minded people like somebody said here earlier so that always appeals to me so here i am so there's there's been uh, some development in terms of NFTs around uh, photography, right? And and I think even even Flow has a um, uh, a project or a project that's developing on Flow or has been developed on Flow where you can um, have turn your ph- photography into NFTs. Is that something you've ever considered now that you've been introduced to the space? Have you thought at all about maybe using your photography as a way to kind of create NFTs? Um, so there's a company, Flashmints. Um, they specifically do like hip hop NFTs. Like uh, they just did the Ricky Powell collection, I think, last week. 
um they had uh like they've, they've had like a couple like hip-hop photographers and they've tokenized their stuff and put it out so that's interesting to me um maybe i've just hung around with too many people who like vc people who are always like yo utility what's the utility what are we gonna do here you know as far as instead of just having something that looks cool that sits in like a metaverse house or of some sorts right so i haven't i haven't figured it out yet but i'm taking all uh suggestions well you know it's interesting that you say that because like my wife and i we purchase art we like art like real art that hangs on the wall kind of art and it doesn't provide me any utility other than i get to look at it and i enjoy it and i know it's you know it's either it's either um a, a limited edition print or it's an original and there's nothing else like it and i suspect that there could be a similar marketplace for photography and artwork on you know digitally right where it doesn't necessarily provide utility but there is like this this ownership of a one-of-one one, um kind of thing um you know i don't know it, it it's interesting it, it's an interesting dilemma because right now everybody's constantly talking about utility and what do i get what do i get what do i get if i buy this if i own it what do i get um I think that has to do, sorry, just to break that thought down, that has to do with the prevalence of art in our culture. There used to be a couple of painters, a couple of photographers, a couple of bands, and now that everybody has access to equipment that we can all make more art. So I think you're right. That is why that question of is there utility with this artwork is going to be asked more and more going forward. Yeah, but I like I'm looking I don't I don't I mean mean, I'm looking at a a piece of art that we have on my wall right now from Renoir and I'm not asking you know what it's providing me other than it's sitting there and I feel lucky as hell to be able to own it. You know what I mean? Like maybe it maybe it has to do with the particular status of an artist. <clears throat> but um Again, I think I think you I think art digitally could be similar. I think you could create there there can be a pathway to art for art's sake as opposed to, you know, because I'm gonna get airdropped something. Yeah, for sure. I think you're right. Is Topshop moving into something that holds photography? As uh, I don't mean he means Topshop, he means like flow, uh, the blockchain behind Topshop. So then, oh no! If, I think I specifically meant Top Shot. Oh, like, um, yeah. We haven't Has had anybody... anything like that. I think there's like there's so many things we do in the future, right? Like you can imagine a world where like pack art becomes like NFTs. So you, when you rip open your packs, you keep the art as NFTs, right? Because the pack art's very good. People have suggested that. And then you could see a world where it's like maybe the thumbnails can be NFTs. Maybe like right spitballing here. Okay, no one take this too far. But maybe there's a world where like you have your moment. You can like upgrade the thumbnail if you mm. want. Like, you can buy, like you can, you know, someone like you, Ben, could submit a various NFTs of like photos of like oh, LeBron when he's doing the dunk. And if you wanted, you could buy that to become the thumbnail. Like I think that's possible. I'm not saying we would do it or anything like that, but like stuff like that down the line. Yeah, I think it could be on the radar. But that would be like very far future, I think. Okay, it's interesting. I love. I love all this top shot stuff. I was a base. I was a basketball and Pokemon card guy, like growing up. So it's like, I'm back, you know. Yeah, so many people, and you know what? This isn't just top shot either. But I think like it's NFT space in general. It's like the, the like childhood creativity and the childhood excitement. You know what I mean? Like we've all 
like we like um, we were talking about earlier about video games. You're talking about card collecting. Like we all did that sort of thing when we were kids, and now NFTs allow us to do it in like a whole different way, and it's really exciting. And uh, I'm I, I think that's awesome, and we're gonna see more of that over the next 12, 24 months. You know, more gamification in a way that's nostalgic. Uh, I think that's really cool. I had a question. Oh, uh, sorry. My wife just interrupted me. How rude of her. <laughs> um, Luke, uh, I didn't hear the last couple minutes here because I was speaking with my wife, but I had a conversation with uh, Stay Stacked a while back, and he was talking about how the Top Shot product is actually designed, the, the cube and the video, it's it's designed for more of a 3D um, perspective and we just kind of haven't gotten there yet. Um, do you think that there is down the road the potential for some sort of virtual reality interaction with with Top Shot and the moments and, and the cubes and the way the videos play and all of that? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know why it wouldn't be, you know. Um, how that looks, I definitely don't know, just because that's not my area at all, right? Like, I'm not a 3D virtuality person in terms of, like, art or like development but like you know rohan put that tweet out and it wasn't even cryptic he just said like i can't wait till we see vr and ar advertising right like that is seems like an inevitable future for the metaverse in general for this like exploring what it's like um you know like if you've got an oculus rift something that's really i mean if you don't you should consider getting like a vr headset they're awesome but you can go and watch like basketball games in 3d virtual reality like live at the game and it's incredible um, like it's really cool side. yeah you're sat courtside and i could see a world and we talked about this before where like moments are integrated into that experience to some degree again i don't think it's a priority i wouldn't expect it soon but like in the future yeah for sure yeah no i i think there's so much that we don't expect soon but you know again you 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 try and look four, five, six, seven, eight years ahead, and and there's so many different ways that this can develop and and uh, evolve. And you know, I think VR and 3D is an awesome, awesome end game. And AR technology too. Imagine if you know how on Instagram or TikTok you can put filters on and have little like emojis dance on the screen. Imagine if you could look at a real basketball hoop and make the moment do it to that basketball hoop like on your phone like if you put your phone to a basketball hoop and you could make your moment go in ar so i think there's like things we can't even quite imagine that this technology will easily evolve into in the next few years yeah right some like instagram sort of uh they uh, did stuff but that was like just tip dipping or towing right because like truthfully um some like the photo question like these things aren't a priority for the team at the moment just because like like they're cool and i see them as something we should do down the line but like they don't move the needle of our core focuses right now, you know? Sure, sure. Mike, it looked like you had a something you wanted to add. Oh, I, I was just going to say what Luke said, which which is just the filters are cool, but they're not. Mike, why are you trying to copy Luke? <laughs> <laughs> no, kick him. Kick him. I don't want to that. I'm just repackaging his ideas into better ones. That's all. Um... Remixing. You're yeah. remixing it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This is a remix. Uh, no, I mean, it's interesting because I, I actually use the filters for the finals and they were great, but they were like very specific. And if someone wasn't really into basketball, you know, it's very easy for someone to sort of go on to the next story. But they were cool. Like, I enjoyed them. 
Um, just to, I haven't been here for the first hour of the uh, spaces. Did anyone hit pretty big on the S1 packs today? So we we put the question out. We haven't had anybody jump up to talk to I us about it. Somebody. My my bad. No no go ahead. Oh, Did, what, 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 was it uh, open a Tandy's? Yeah. <laughs> Whose pack was it? Ah, oh, gosh, I forget. He came on just at the end, and oh, I got one of these. I'm gonna open it, and like the fourth one was LeBron. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's wild. We had a couple of of guys in the Wolfpack uh, DM that were able to queue up and get packs, and a couple of them. Okay. I mean, I think they had some decent packs. They had some decent moments, and they had good players, but nothing crazy. No, no, no LeBrons or anything like that. I was lucky enough to have two friends in like a very specific NFT NBA Top Shot group chat. Both had grinded two dollar moments to get like three hundred fifty trade tickets. One of them posted on Twitter. I'm not. I'm not sure if you guys saw it. It was a LeBron Giannis pack uh, earlier today. Um, it's on my Twitter if you want wow. to get it. It's, it's a crazy pack. It's a, LeBron it's a hell of a pack. Debut, Giannis fifteen hundred, and then RJ Barrett Top Shot debut. And a Austin Rivers top shot debut. Um, and then my other buddy got a Steph top shot debut and a Tatum 1500. And I was just like, oh my That's wild. Today. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. I was like, there's super cool. In the, in the chat today, I might as well uh, buy a Powerball, get, given the amount of luck that we have right now. <laughs> Did you make an attempt at getting a pack as well, Mike, and strike out, or you didn't attempt? No, I, so my thing with trade tickets is, I think there's, this is my personal opinion. There's so much variance in those packs that as someone who's like, you know, smaller to mid tier in terms of, you know, what I really invest in the platform, it would have been a lot of money to invest. Particularly if you're going at three bucks, if you can grind and snipe away $2, it's way more EV. But for me, it was like, I didn't want to end up in a situation like pack drift where like you get a Langston Galloway 1000, you know, like that risk of spending six or 700 bucks to get a moment that's potentially only a hundred dollars or less is pretty significant. So for me, I pass. Yeah. Um, not saying trade tickets me aren't too. awesome. They are. I think there is real utility there long-term, but for me specifically with the S1 trade packs, that's just a lot more variance that I'm willing to take on. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, I'll tell you, I had my 350 for the first drop. I didn't queue up this drop, didn't get a queue spot. And that's okay. I believe I've always wanted to rip an S1 pack. So if I get lucky enough to get one, that'll be great. But I do believe I think, Mike, what you were sort of hinting at is, is future utility. And I think that the trade tickets is it, there's going to be more. I don't think it's only going to be specifically related to these s1 reserve packs i don't know what it's going to be i don't know what it'll mean whether it'll mean merchandise whether it'll mean different packs whether it'll mean you know game tickets or nba league pass or whatever i have no idea but i have to believe that they will develop some other benefit to having these trade tickets because if i continue to miss you know a q spot every time i'm going to be stuck with these trade tickets and I'm looking at locker room packs, um, you know, as an alternative. So I, I do believe that there's more 
to develop on the trade ticket side. So I got my trade tickets. If I'm lucky enough to get one, great. If I'm not, I'm just going to sit back and kind of see what they what they're able to uh, develop. How will you feel if they do raise the trade ticket amounts for the next pack? Will you buy more to get back in there? Yeah, you know, it's inter it's a great question, Wolf. I think that because I had the 350 for the first drop and didn't get in and they didn't change it. So let's say somebody had 100 trade tickets, the bar didn't get raised so they can get 250. For the people that didn't get into this drop, if they raise the bar again, the distance is shorter for us to get there than it is for somebody that doesn't have any or you know only right. has a few. So I, th I I would I would appreciate that just simply for my own selfish reasons because I think it would it would take a few more people out of you know the the queue. But um, but definitely I mean every time they release season three packs I buy the max I buy my ten uh, so I accumulate these trade tickets the last. Uh, the other day, I sold a bunch of duplicates that I had so that um, I could get enough dapper to purchase my next 10. <laughs> and I'll just keep doing that unless they raise the bar. And if they raise the bar, then instead of selling them, I'll turn them in. You know, I mean, that's kind of my my personal view on it. The inherent problem raising that number is there's only so many S1 packs available, as you guys have noted. And your level of variance, depending on like, availability of certain moments, whether it's a grail moment like a LeBron um, or a Giannis or, or a Steph, you know, as more of those moments get into circulation, potentially packs become less EV. So like, and look, whether or not a pack is plus EV or minus EV is a, um, I, I, it's not that big of a deal in the big picture, but I would say if you're making a financial decision, particularly given the amount of money that you're dropping on 350 trade tickets, if they raise it to 450, that's a significant jump, or even 400, with minimal real return potentially. Like LeBron dropped, I think, like 15% today on the S1. He went from 10 grand down to like nine or eight. Um, so it was still significant, even with more moments of circulation. So, like, it becomes this weird financial thing where, like, how much do I really want to spend on this? And B, is the reward worth it if they did raise that trade ticket number? I think that's what it comes down to for most collectors. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong at all. I think a lot of people take a pretty, um, you know, a pretty logical sort of financial look at the situation and make their determination based on that. I'll be very honest with you. I don't. Um, I, I feel I want to rip an S1 pack. I didn't I wasn't around. I didn't get the opportunity to do it. I honestly don't care. It would be awesome. I'm not going to lie to you. If I ripped a pack and pulled a LeBron or pulled, you know, a Steph, that would be phenomenal. I'm not selling it. So, um, so, so for me, it's not about the value of what's in the pack. It's about the experience and that anticipation and that feeling that sort of there, there is from the moment that you get the pack to the moment that you rip and see what's inside, there's a really unique feeling you get. Uh, and I even get that maybe to a lesser degree, but still get it for the S3 packs because you might get a, a Mobley or a, a Scotty Barnes or a Franz Wagner or whatever. And it's, you know, there's just like this anticipation that is awesome. So even, 
leaving Cade cutting him off. The slander over there. Keep going now. Oh, uh, that's true. No, but I, I caught I got a Cade in, in maybe the last uh, drop. I can't remember, but I do. I I, I pulled a Cade in one of them. But you're right. Like the that that is awesome, and um, I really enjoy that part of it. So for me. I guess it's less about the value and more just about the experience. Um, but, but I think you're spot on. I think most people don't look at it the way I do. I look at like when I was a kid and I was buying baseball cards and basketball cards and football cards and ripping packs and chewing gum and doing the whole thing. I didn't give a shit how much they were worth. It was just the joy of doing it. And I have that same perspective today. I, I, I don't know. It's probably why I'm, why I'm broke, but uh, that, that's I, the perspective I, 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 that I have. <laughs> Mark, I, I do. Like, I 110% love the process of opening up packs. I think it's the best NFT experience out there. But I think, you know, depending on where you're at, like, as a collector, you know, I think people, you know, the, the number one thing I think that I've learned in NFTs this year, and people can agree or disagree, but, like, the biggest thing that I've learned this year is, only spend what, what you can on these products. Because at the end of the day, really, we're gambling. Like, and that's not necessarily per se just Top Shot. That, that's pretty much any NFT. Um, really, we, we, are, we are gambling, hoping that the value increases. And yes, we are collectors too. But I, but I also think, like, depending on where you are as a collector, I think you have to be prudent with your financial decisions. And trade tickets, as they're currently constituted with S1 packs, it can be hard for some people. That's a really difficult thing for people to pull the trigger. Sure, um, sure. No, so I don't disagree. Really I don't. Ways. Yeah, no, I don't disagree at all. I think I think my perspective is more unique uh, than than the norm. Ben, you got your hand raised, man. What do you, what do you got for us? Oh, I was muted. I heard. <laughs> I wanted to ask a question, but I think it got answered. I was going to ask about Scotty Barnes. I didn't know he got minted already. That's uh, yes. So um, I don't know where we are in the in the S3 releases. Was today the seventh release? I think. Eighth, Maybe. Sixth? Anybody know? Eighth, sixth. Seventh, I want to say. Uh, so I, I think it was today was book night, which was interesting. Right. I think it was two minutes ago. The Scotty Barnes. Maybe it was three. It was I can't three. remember. I'm terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so that inspired me for my throwback Thursday, which I'm about to post, which is I'm gonna tell you a story before I do it. Scotty Barnes almost took me out of my career. Uh, almost took. <laughs> so this was every year in high school. Like I'm, so I cover sports, right? Uh, a lot of youth sports. So I get to see a lot of these kids when they're in high school, AAU, you know, like on EYBL circuit or Under Armour or Adidas. And there's a national tournament, the last high school tournament every year. Uh, Ge Geico does it. It used to be called the Dicks Nationals. Now it's called Geico Nationals. I don't know if anybody's familiar with it. Um, and there's like a bowl. And it's the team from Florida, which is, you know, it's like Scotty Barnes, like Trey Dooms. Um, I'm trying to think who else was on that team. I think they, they were playing either IMG or they were playing the team from Washington that Mike Bibby coaches high school. And there's like a loose ball in Scotty Barnes. Like he flings, like he loses control of the ball and the ball is inches away from like my camera. I take the picture and then I like, I duck, but the ball hits me, but it made for a very good picture. Do you have uh, the photo? I'm posting it right now. 
on Twitter? Uh, yeah, I just posted it on Twitter. Like, it's like a little bar. Yeah, I just posted it. <laughs> Wolf, can we link that to uh, to this chat? Yeah, I'm going to link it right now. That's I awesome. think just because you were talking about Scotty Barnes, I think you, you would all appreciate <laughs> this image. I forgot it existed until just now. But this is why I like things like this, because there's like common, there's like commonalities like you can enjoy with people over NFTs. Yeah, I mean, That's I don't have, I don't know if anyone else is here like, yeah, Ben Simmons, normally, they just screwed me over. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a rare commonality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, David Robinson never never came to my house for my birthday party. That bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember when me and Lisa Leslie were celebrating her win. That was awesome. <laughs> right. I get your point, Ben. Like, here's what's really cool about NFTs, right? Like, if you were to look at this group of people here chatting right now, probably, like, drastically different backgrounds with one common connection, you know? Like, We've got, like, in the wolf pack, there's, like, dentists, there's, like, doctors, there's meth addicts I'm looking at you there, Vito. There's people from, like, Cambodia, there's me. There's, like, it's just such a mix. Um, so I think it's awesome that NFTs can be this, like, like, we could all sit in a room for hours and just chat endlessly because of NFTs. And I think that's really unique and cool, you know? So I'm looking at this photo, Ben. Is there anybody else in this game that was, that that has gone on to maybe not Scotty Barnes level, but anybody who's gone on to play, you know, high level D1 that we might know, or maybe got drafted or in the G League or well, something like team, that. The finals ended up being this team, which is, uh, what's his name that's in the background? Vernon Carey? Vernon Carey Jr.? Okay, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Carey the in the background. Yeah. yeah. But, um... This game, uh, this was 2019. So this was the year that IMG, like uh, Jalen Green and that high school class when they played Scotty Barnes and all them. So okay. I'm trying to think who's on the IMG. On, that IMG team was loaded. It was like Jalen Green. Yeah, that IMG team was crazy. That was it a always legendary is. AAU team. Yeah, well, that's high school team, you got to think. Yep. That was their high school team. Well, Scotty, Scotty, no, that was their AU because Scotty played at Montverde. Scotty, oh, maybe mm, this. No, I think team, he transferred to Montverde. He, he, no, so, team, so Team Florida actually was this team, uh, the Sharks. So Team Florida, the high school team. That's right. So Team Florida was a team, but they all went to the same high school, right? And it was uh, called the Sharks. This is before Scotty Barnes. I think he did a prep year or something. This is before he went to go play with, like, at Montverde with, like, Precious Achua and those guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for, the, for but, those who don't follow the AAU scene or are a little lost, like, the AAU basketball scene is a, uh, whether it's Nike, Adidas, Puma, you name it, like, that is a, is an interesting scene, is the way that I would frame it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say the least. It's, it's, it's all the, it's, it's, you'll know who is going to be the next studs based off of who is good in the EYBL, like bar none. Well, unless you're playing Adidas. If, if, if well, Adidas. So Adidas hasn't had a circuit in three years. You got to think ever since the um, that grassroots thing with like uh, my man, Christian Dawkins and all them, Adidas hasn't had a mm -hmm. grassroots budget. Understandable. So, yeah. I mean, right. you, you, get, you get busted with, uh fraud charges with college basketball coaches, it's going to be a bit of a problem. Mm. 
was it fraud? I'm one. Of, I'm one of those people. Like, was it really fraud well, for doing I, your job? I, look, I, did Christian Dawkins deserve to do jail time? That's a whole other conversation, and probably not for this basis. But yeah, that's a uh, a complicated conversation given NIL. I gifted Book Richardson an NFT or a Top Shot. This could get, this could be seen on the blockchain. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, he's back coaching AAU. He works for the New York Gauchos now. So so I, I I'm not I'm not in the um AAU scene uh, and I don't I don't know all this, but I did I did know there was controversy with Adidas. Do we think that Adidas will come back to that space at some point? I mean this this isn't they're not out forever, right? I mean, there's too much too much at stake financially, isn't there? Well, well and Ben, no, ben can speak to this probably better than I can, but what I, what I would just simply say is part of the way that that works, the, the long and short of it is, the reason why you have these teams is you basically become either, in, for a long time, it was either, you either became a Nike or an Adidas guy. And you mm-hmm. basically foster those relationships with both the athletes and their families. And mm-hmm. it's an in to get them if they become become a good enough player. Once they become a pro, then you can sign them to a deal when they do their one year of college or now jump from high school. That's the thought process. Yes, very, very true. And you also got to it's, – it's a, it's a recruiting tool and it's a payment vehicle. And it's legal. There's nothing that's illegal about this, right? Imani Bates had an EYBL team for two years. His dad made a, had a team called Bates Fundamentals. Right, the minute Imani was like, "Oh, I'm gonna," they Nike gave him a team, right? And then the minute he's like, oh, "I'm in college," that team doesn't exist anymore. Same thing Same that we've thing seen with, with um, with who? DeAndre Ayton. Yep, De- yep, did, DeAndre did Ayton. Parents uh, have an Ayton team. Uh, no. Uh, actually, it's um, not DeAndre Ayton. What is his name? Marvin Bagley. Bagley, my bad. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah, I think Ayton might have played for them for one year. But it's just a it's a legal way to pay people, and there's nothing illegal about it. If Luke runs a team and Nike gives him a hundred thousand, and I run a whoa, team, whoa, and whoa, 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 million, whoa, there's if, nothing different. Whoa. No, no. If Luke runs a team, something's fishy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He might be an X's and O's guy, man. You don't, he you don't could know. be. Who knows? Who knows? He's a mutant right now. I don't know. <laughs> right, someone earlier tagged me in one of these Twitter giveaways, and it was like, tag the biggest NBA brain, and he tagged me. And I was like, bro, 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 no. I did not know that. <laughs> delete this tweet. I'm going to get questions I can't answer. I was like, tagging me not Jacob or Austin. Like, what? That's crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, is this the so, same wolf pack as the Hamadou Diallo group? I'm sorry, this is my last like question. But is this the same no, wolf pack as like the Hamadou Diallo's people? Yeah, don't don't stop asking questions. Questions are good, Ben. This is the Hamadou Diallo wolf pack. This is it. Oh. We are we are it, my man. So I could post like old Hami pictures. Oh my God! If you've got old Hami oh, pictures, yeah, you've sure. got to. So right. Hami is from is, Queens. Yeah. He's from Queens, right? So. I got to see him around, like, I got to see the people that took care of him, like, when he was a kid, so it's, like, it's very, very cool, like, him and Nick Richards used to be very good, they they were amazing friends as kids, and then to see them both in Kentucky was amazing, amazing amazinger, you know what I mean? 
Like I have, there's a video on YouTube I put out a couple years ago where it's Hami and Nick Richards versus um <laughs> versus Slow Mo, uh, Kyle Anderson and Montrez Harrell. Very random matchup, right? But it's street <laughs> ball and it's New York, so and they're you know these are high school kids against NBA's guys, so it's like it's exciting. But yeah, Hamdu's a great kid, man. Ben, how did I'm this gonna... get started? <laughs> Yeah, so I'll tell you how I got started, but before I tell you that, don't post your pictures yet. I think if you mint some Hami pictures, the Wolfpack will buy those things, man. Uh, here's a way to make a little extra cash on the side. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, mint them, I'll mint them for free, and I'll drop them to people's address for uh, oh. for WNBA moments. That's my that's, uh, takeaway. You should trade that's, them that's, for entry to the Wolfpack. That's what you should do. Yeah, we we love Hami. We love Hami. So uh, I'll be I'll be brief. There is a <laughs> the people listening are like, oh no, here they go again. Yeah, right. No, Story I'll, I'll be brief. Wolfpack. I'll be brief, but there is, and maybe Wolf can link it. There is a story that one of our wolves, uh, Steve Veerman, put together that that really kind of gets into how we, the Wolf Pack was was developed and created. But basically, the Throwdowns Series Two um, set was scoffed at uh, by the Top Shot community. There was a lot of negativity around it, and and people weren't happy. The pack price was such that it felt like negative ev for people and then the rewards were were oftentimes people that you know were players that people didn't really care for or want and one of those rewards was hamadou diallo and it just there wasn't a lot of people there was a lot of negativity surrounding it but the wolf pack individually sort of out in their own worlds really were engaged with the throwdown set and liked the set and the moments and did all the challenges and um they connected via twitter that sort of created this this thread on a tweet where people in the wolf the initial wolf pack were, were having a conversation and then that transferred into basically a twitter dm um <laughs> And then that has now grown to like spaces and there are podcasts, Priority Q by one of our wolves, uh, Dave P. Ballers is a great podcast. Uh, we now have a Discord. And so it's evolved for sure, but it was born out of this sort of negativity surrounding the, se the season two Throwdown set, specifically around these moments like Hamadou Diallo that that people seem to be really negative towards that we were really like, just, we loved them and we wanted to do them and we did all the challenges. That's a slam dunk champion. I just PTR, oh, wait, is it PTR if it's on spaces? No, right? I just, cha I just changed my PFP. There you go. <laughs> did you? Oh, well, I wonder if it'll switch on spaces here. Uh, it, it did. Won't. I, I see it's changed on by. Yeah, uh, I can see it. No, I can changed. see it on your. It's changed. Yeah, if you just leave spaces and reopen, yeah, I can it's see fully it. Work. Like if you close spaces on your screen and reopen, it should refresh. Yeah, Don't oh, yeah, try and get rid of you. You hear that? They're like, oh, he's got to leave. He's got to leave. He's come back. He's got to leave. He's got to leave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there the man is. knows too much about basketball. He's got to leave. He's making he's us look go. up. Yeah. Oh, my bad. My bad. We'll talk. Let's talk about the slam dunk. 
<laughs> do you, do, were you down. there taking the pictures at the slam dunk contest? Uh, his that no, I was not. What what year was that? That was twenty nineteen or twenty nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. So twenty nineteen All Star was in. Was that it? Was that back in New Orleans, or was that North Carolina? North Carolina. I believe that was North Carolina. That's a good question. I'm not entirely sure. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, I'm gonna say twenty nineteen was North Carolina. In fact, uh, let's see. NBA All Star. Uh, it was. It doesn't. Yep, say. Charlotte, yeah. North Carolina. Yes. So I was there in spirit. I was there like physically, but like my mind was not there. It was a well, that's interesting. Like Where you was were on mushrooms or uh, no, just a lot ayahuasca of juice? What were you doing? It's, it's just a lot of alcohol. So if anyone's ever been to All-Star Weekend, it's just like a lot of just drinking. Like a lot of drinking. And I'm not a drinker, yeah, all, so it's all like... All-Star is, uh, is, is basically a party the entire weekend. It's right? More or less. It's it's a lot of paid... paid uh, I personally have been, but I have friends that have whether it's in LA or in, or in other places, like it's basically just one long, long, like advertising party. If you can get into the parties, you're getting free drinks all weekend. Oh yes, yes. You don't have to even really go to the parties. You kind of you you don't even really have to get in. You kind of just need to walk in, like either on your phone or like just with the air, like oh I'm supposed to be here, and people don't question it. So Ben, at the next Top Shop party, you're just gonna walk on in like you own it, and it'll yes. be fine. Just just the give first Luke a nod. Top Shop party I've ever went to, I did that. <laughs> I love N- that. What, what party NFT did you go to? NFT. NFT oh, nice. Were you supposed to show an NFT at the door or be on a list or something? I don't kind of just. I knew the space. I knew the bar that I was at. Is at this place called Terminal Five, and like I watch concerts and smoke the weed there all the time. So it's like I just walked up the ramp and nobody said anything to the point where I started calling people and like, yo, there's an open bar and pizza here. I'm gonna just come outside and come get you. I love that it was pizza. I love, I love that it was like, yo, there's an open bar, but there's Watch also out, pizza. <laughs> Luke sending messages to Chop Shop people like, we need more security at these events now, oh, guys. No, I'm like, ben, Ben's on the no, not allowed list. I'm like, blacklist him. Get frozen here. Next time he's there, kick him out. Oh, I'm good now. I have to shout out to carry. Like, I'm good now. Like, that's where I met the Top Shop people, actually. Yeah, you know carry quite well, right? So it's all good. It's all good. Kind of, kind of. Like I met her, I met her like things and stuff, and then we just got cool. Just got cool. Um, yeah, Carrie's awesome. I, everyone else, you will have seen Carrie doing some of the videos recently, talk about challenges, um, and she's like basically runs our social and a lot of content stuff. Uh, Carrie's awesome. She's a rock star. She's a Canadian rock star. <laughs> I didn't know Carrie was Canadian too. Oh, we need her on the show, Dumbo. You promised us Carrie. I don't think I've promised you anyone, to be frank, ever. <laughs> Dumbo, you promised all sorts of stuff. Yeah, no, that man does so yeah. much. <laughs> I'll get carry on. Um, Friday nights might be difficult for her, but I'll hit her up. We'll get her on. What did you... Um, we didn't discuss it. I, I wanted to mention it before we all forgot. What did everybody think about the three-tiered challenge on Christmas Day? It's awesome. It's really, really great. Yep. Yeah, which I guess I, then we saw again this week. We saw another two-tiered challenge. So we've sort of been 
this week the game has unearthed this new feature of multiple tiers at the same time, which I thought was, yeah, incredible. And, and the engagement it seemed to provide on Twitter was next level with the, with the basketball product, which is what I've been wanting. It, it's uh, smart because it... Sorry, Wolf. You, no, it, you go on, you provides, go on. Yeah. It provides liquidity at all levels, right? So, like, part of the issue with challenges traditionally is because you were oftentimes using commons or, like, occasionally using rares, you were only getting liquidity at those levels when you were getting pumps. So now with di having different tiers, you know, whether it's a rare or legendary for the hard, um, Top Shot debut for the challenge yesterday, like that provides innovative and smart ways to have money come into the market where like you can really sell some of these moments, particularly for legendaries, which like, if we're being honest, you know, the legendary market from a liquidity perspective, just there is there aren't a lot of people dropping three, five, ten K necessarily on a moment regularly. It happens, but like, you know, you're not seeing it at the same bulk level as with some of these challenges. I mean the the hard Xmas challenge is going to end up being like completions of like thirty five or less, basically. It's gonna end up under the legendary decks of hoops, I would guess. Yes. We we actually did talk about that last week. How the uh, the missing Wades and yes. so just and what Dumbo is, was I, Dumbo I, was I, asked. I, I yeah. Yeah. So, be... uh, so last week on space, just to recap, last week on spaces, Steve sort of wondered about the algorithm to randomization, to which Dumbo actually went quite in detail about. Uh, sort of any time that these instances happen, they they will run an audit uh, as far as if I'm saying that right, Dumbo at Top Shot to make sure that things are truly random. Although I did, in fairness, after the spaces, someone put out an article saying the odds of it happening that way were incredibly minuscule, you know, like a 0.002% chance if run a million times or something quite astronomical. So, uh, you know, I think that... That, that was sort of where we got. I don't know if you want to speak on that anymore, Luke. I do know it's been floating around Twitter a little bit this week. Yeah, I, I think, like you said, like, it's, like to, to be clear, when I say, like, we look into it, it's more like it's a process of looking into it. It's not just the open the book. Yeah, cool, close the book. So, like, uh, not my area, not my team, but I, I, don't, I don't think we have a reason to be concerned. But, you know, they'll continue to look into it. They'll continue to, like, double check, triple check, whatever we need to do. You know, because, like, like I'm, I'm not a coding guy but there's multiple ways to look into these things right one of them is you just literally read the code and you go into it another is you just run a bunch of simulations of repeating that action and then you break down that data and see does it happen an accurate amount of times obviously the former is kind of quicker but you're going to get a result that could still be wrong or like could still miss something whereas the latter takes longer but you can be a little more comfortable with it so i'm not saying exactly what i'm doing because i don't really know i'm not a developer right but like there's levels to audit audit auditing it and i'm fairly sure we're going to keep breaking it down just so we can be 100 confident and as of right now like i said last week there's no reason that i'm concerned other than the fact that it is quite a small chance so it's worth auditing in depth but nothing's came up so far that has like given cause to concern and obviously we'll as we always have done in the past do our best to be transparent and upfront about things like and i'm not trying to like highlight the things top shots done wrong but we have made mistakes in the past right I think it's been 
five, six months, maybe, maybe four months since like a big mistake of like a distribution issue, for example. But I think if you guys remember, every time those mistakes have happened, we've gone above and beyond to see it right. You know, we've done the like, uh, like when there was a challenge reward distribution that wasn't right. And like everyone got some dapper credit if they got a reward plus this and plus that, you know, like we've really always tried to do our best there. Um, not saying we have to start thinking on that now. I'm just trying to say that like, when if something is wrong, we're not going to hide from it. We're not going to deny it. We're going to be upfront, and we're no doubt going to address it in as strongly as we need to in the past. But as of right now, no reason for us to be alarmed internally from what we've seen so far. Totally understand. Super fair. The, the only, I guess, the only criticism really that's been floating around is more about like, and I think some of this is damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, I think the the biggest criticism is with so little out there you know there's certainly a pump with the legendary challenge so like the weight is inordinately pumped to probably a higher level than it should be so like it creates this weird thing of if you guys put put in too many d weights people would say that you're overpopulating the pack with weights and you put in too little then it becomes an issue too but like i think the biggest issue for most collectors right now is it's just like in order to collect that set, and look, legendary sets are supposed to be hard to get. <laughs> Let's be very clear. Like, there's a reason why they're legendary. But I think it's that D Wade moment is so incredibly expensive for the average user or even like a whale that it's tough to complete that set at the end of the day. It is what tough, it is. Though. Yeah, tough, tough to complete that set. And then also a few, you know, not necessarily my own opinion but the community sentiment seemed to be when there's so few packs holding so many seemed egregious but i also admit like what you said too mike damned if you do damned if you don't because if they don't hold packs and then people have mistakes and then they have nothing to fix that with that people be angry too so i think that was sort of the the two sides of that coin was that with only x amount of packs and you hold 75 of them that was a considerable amount of the supply I think that's an interesting thing as well, right? So, like, on a few points. Um, so, one, we probably could reduce the percentage of supply we're holding in future pack drops. I'm not saying we definitely will, but, like, just in terms of, like, the the, the amount of mistakes we see is less on a pack drop. Like, today, we dropped 150,000 base set packs, and we're not particularly worried about the number of errors. Obviously, there's always going to be a percentage. There's always going to be some. But, like, generally, it went really smoothly, right? So, like... We're seeing that more and more pack drops are happening quicker as well, um, as you might have noticed. And obviously, like, that's, uh, you know, fun fact. That's because Flow's had some really big upgrades to it, uh, which maybe we'll talk about more from Topshop. But, like, it's not really a Topshop thing. It's just a blockchain thing. So I imagine the Flow team will probably put articles out that are, like, in-depth and nerdy stuff if you want to look into it. But, you know, the backbone that Topshop is built on itself has gotten better. And so what that means, and obviously, like, yeah, we could just do quicker drops all the time, but it also means that if we maintain the same speed, there's going to be less errors. So I, um, that's one big reason. Second one is that support is massively scaled up. We now have, like, support in the Discord, so people can get not quite, like, live chat support, but pretty quick responses from the support team, which can reduce the, uh, like, the, in the moment they have an error, so they just quit the pack drop and they write us a ticket to support actually maybe they can do this and that open incognito whatever and continue their purchase and therefore reduce the chances that they need to like leave the queue and buy a pack later via you know what i mean so like via reservation link so um all of these different things combined we probably could start seeing less packs held back from a support point of view we're always going to hold some packs back still for you know promotions giveaways exciting things to do with them in the future 
Um, but that's one thing. The second thing, oh, I'm going to lose myself now. Um, there was something else I was going to mention. Oh, yeah, in terms of, like, uh, like the issue itself, obviously there's no benefit to us to withhold waves. I'm sure people say that there's, like, this conspiracy theory or that. There's just not. Like, it doesn't really affect us if we held back, you know, 20 waves or no waves. It, it doesn't really matter too much. Um, so there's no motivation for us to be happy to do that. And that doesn't mean there can't be mistakes, but it just means, like, there's no reason for us to hide from potential mistakes either. Um, but like I said, like I think it be it is incredibly small chance. Incredibly small chances happen now and again. Doesn't mean it's okay, but it's just like sometimes it'd be hard to accept that on face value. And we will definitely look into that. And I don't know if we'll put like a blog out or an update out because if we don't find anything wrong, it's a weird thing to announce. Maybe we'll do like a tweet and a Discord, or maybe we can just talk about it, you know, in our spaces at some point. But it's weird to put out no news, everything okay, you know. Um, I do think longer term, like what would be awesome uh, right now, the way that the pack randomization happens isn't on chain. Maybe longer term, it can be on chain and that could be a solution where people can see it on chain. Um, but, you know, I think these things are all a part of the learning process and a part of the development of Top Shot down the line. Speaking of distribution, really, really dumb question, Luke. And I don't know whether you can answer this. may not be your department. But... Um... I know with the legendary drops, you guys set the numbers for CS score um, at really high numbers. Is there a specific reason why you wouldn't do like a very small amount of packs for like the general queue, kind of like the way you did for the legendary drop for the finals? I know that's the way I got mine um, for the finals pack. I was lucky enough to get one then. But is is that something that you guys have considered for uh, doing a legendary drop just to give people who are you know, more average collectors necessarily, a chance of getting a legendary? Oh, yeah, like the sort of, like, punches chance where, like, a lot of people qualify and you've got, like, a 0.1% chance to get a pack sort of thing. Sure, Powerball. A lottery ticket, basically. Yeah, I, I don't think we're completely, like, done with that idea or that approach. Um, I, I, you know, yeah, basically. It doesn't mean you can expect it on the next one or a future one, but I think at some point, like, we're going to continue mixing up the way these queues work in that regard because it's exciting. The queues are different. It's like, okay, this drop very clearly, you wanted to have over 10,000 collector score, and so that was a target to even have a shot. But, you know, previously, anyone could have a shot, and in the future, that might happen again. I think there's pros and cons to both, so doing a mixed approach is definitely, like, seems like the, the long-term win. Understood. That makes sense. I think the same thing was said with a few of the the high rolling people too, where they want a puncher's chance with the, you know, everybody over eighty thousand collector score or something as well. So you might run into that problem where no matter how many tiers you make, it it's hard to satisfy everybody. Yeah, that's true. Can I um, break away from this top shot uh, discussion quickly to just. I'm looking at a uh, headline, Real NBA News. The Cleveland Cavaliers are nearing a trade for the Lakers guard Rajon Rondo. What do you, anybody who you know can talk basketball, what do you think about that? The Cavaliers are a fairly young team. They just lost Ricky Rubio to, I think it was an ACL. Rondo is an interesting character and a vet. Is that a good fit? Bad fit. Any initial thoughts on that from an NBA perspective? 
Somebody go first. I don't want to be the one to go first. Oh, oh. No, you go first. You go first. I'm so out. I'm out. Luke here's NBA and he's done. <laughs> Unless it's followed by Top Shot, I cannot <laughs> So wait, do people... That's, that's a good question. Are people... And I'm going to answer your question, but do more people... Are they into Top Shot because of NFTs or because of the NBA? So... I think you'll find a mix. Like, if I give it, like, a little bit of history, right? So, when, back in January, when Topshop really exploded, the first wave of people were, like, people that were into crypto. Maybe they'd already dabbled in NFTs, or they had friends that were NFTs who kind of brought them in, and Topshop was, like, their onboarding. So, back in, and, like, that, the same goes for before January. Like, back in the closed beta, when Topshop was starting, it was, like, everybody was like nft people some of them were also nba fans as well but really they were nft people because they came from like crypto kitties which was dapper's earlier project um so like the the starting group were mostly nft people um but then like like myself like i i'll be honest with you ben never watched a game of nba right but i love top shot i love what it was and it turned me into an nba fan more than ever before and i think a lot of people that happened and then from like february through to may we saw more just NBA uh, fans coming in as as NFTs became a bit more mainstream and a bit easier for like the general public to hear and not be like, well, I don't know what's going on. Um, like for example, now NFTs are almost like so commonly known that it's not a barrier for people that are NBA fans to join. Uh, kind of like yourself. So we're seeing now a lot of people that join are really just from the NBA background. You know, like if you're into NFTs, you've heard of Top Shot. Like at this point, so. It's kind of people that are either new to NFTs or people that are Top Shot fans, or NBA fans that come into Top Shot. So it's way more mixed now. Um, and, you know, you can look at, like, kind of look at what's going on in terms of the way people are reacting to flash challenges. Because we, we had flash challenges back in the, the playoff finals for the Suns and Bucks. Um, but now they're a little bit different. But also now the, the fan base is so different. And our, active, our daily active users are way more NBA fans. And that's why the reaction has been so different, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, that, I don't know if that helps. No, it, it did. And it's a question that I have, but I never know how to ask people, right? Um, I don't want to offend anybody and be like, yo, like, do you watch basketball? Like, I've, I've heard I've heard Top Shot conversations, not in here, but I've heard conversations and been like, yo, like, that doesn't make, like, what? what? And that's why, like, I think basketball people do so well with the, the game, moments ranks. Mm-hmm. Like there's like actual basketball people like do like yes. do well with that and like people who don't have strong collections they they you know what I mean they'll just they have enough or they know to buy this and they know enough to be like oh I'm gonna grab a sixty instead of a forty and things like that I just it's so interesting to me like I don't I haven't found anything besides like weed that like brings people together like this maybe music maybe but just so many it's similar to music yeah i think you're right though like but the momerangs thing is interesting too because i my friend who's the most into basketball is the least into crypto but he loves top shot and he loves the moment ranks because he can he knows that it's a weak matchup playing on guard that night with this team and that you know the multiplier on the one block or whatever so i think you're right you hit it right on the head the moment ranks dudes are definitely basketball people and then the investment side of top shot kind of hit the crypto people or the NFT people. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing with that is we have, I think, some of those same crypto people are, are come in some cases from the DFS world as well. Um, you know, you can look at um, Osmo is a good example of that. Someone who's into Top Shot, but is also, you know, comes from that DFS background. 
um, which is what Moment Ranks is. Moment Ranks is basically DFS. Uh, yeah, prop shot sponsored DFS basically. To to your point, Mike, I think there's a lot of people who joined the platform like January, February of this past year because of DFS and because they followed Jonathan Bales, who uh, went in, I think, with a few different people and purchased, uh, I don't remember what it was, but a legendary LeBron or something, started $35,000 LeBron moment, whatever it was. Um, but there's a lot of followers that Jonathan Bale had, be, Jonathan Bales, excuse me, had because of DFS that um, brought people to the Top Shot platform. Uh, so I think your I think your point is is a is a strong one. There's a huge DFS connection, uh, at least initially. Um, to I, to Luke's point, I think the very early years it was mostly nft and then it became this dfs thing pete over overs it uh jonathan bales a lot of the dfs people uh awesome um sort of converted and that brought a group of people and slowly i think it's been more nba fans but initially i i think it was less nba fans and who could tell me what DFS up. stands for without making me feel like inadequate? <laughs> yeah, no, it's just daily daily fantasy sports. So like DraftKings uh, and FanDuel are the two largest, right? But there's all these different platforms where you can you can put money up and build the team using a salary cap and you know you you accumulate statistics or you accumulate like points based on their statistics and you know Sometimes it's head to head, so you're playing a person. Sometimes it's a tournament, so you're playing a lot of people. Um, but it, it's 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 a it's like fantasy sports kind of thing. Okay, I don't want to shout out Amy. I just seen Amy's like down there. I think she like is in China. She's helped me along with Luke. They both helped me so much in Top Shot the last couple of weeks when I joined. So I wanted to do that, and I'm gonna mute myself now. Oh, well, you. You can't mute yourself though. You gotta, you gotta answer my question. Is Rondo good for the Cavaliers? Um, I think Ricky Rubio could be good for the Cavaliers as like a backup point. Well, he's not even like healthy right now, right? No, I think he's, he's on. He's yeah, he's on the Cavs, but he just tore his ACL. So yeah. the Cavs are now looking at bringing in Rajon Rondo as, as I think as a Rubio replacement. Yeah, I was gonna say it'd be a good swap just because you know having like a veteran like Ricky Rubio, but like uh, he's not even healthy. I don't know. I think that think that the Cavs are still a couple years off. I think the Lakers just need to do something, and they're just gonna clear space so then right before like the trade deadline, they could grab like a guard and LeBron can make like version two of this roster. So I don't know. It's interesting. I'm in. Are the Lakers going to trade Westbrook? Well, no, no, they would have the cap space. Like you, you, the amount of money Westbrook is owed is is upwards of like basically fifty million dollars next year. That ain't happening. But what I would say, just to quickly jump on what Ben said, is a couple points with Rondo. Um, the first thing to think about with Rondo is yes, he's a veteran point guard, but him and Rubio are very different guys. Um, if you remember what Rajon was like in Dallas. You know, him and Carlisle butted heads pretty dramatically. And Rajon's a very, like, specific guy. And if you don't kind of understand his mentality and the way that he plays, he gets very frustrated very easily. Now, some of that has simmered down as he's been with the Lakers and some other teams. But 
I do think there is a capacity for this move to kind of blow up in the Cavs' faces because all those guys are really young. And Rajon expects excellence at a really high level. Um, now, you know, guys like Mobley are, by all accounts, like, super smart, really high basketball IQ. But, like, I don't know that Rondo is necessarily the right fit for the Cavs. Ideally, he is. Like, veteran leadership guy who can kind of bring the, the young pups along. Pun intended. But, like, ugh, it could go <laughs> the other way very easily. What are the Cavs offering? Are they trading draft picks to get Rondo, or it's a second? It's up for debate. It might be a minimum contract or a second round pick, but it's minimal. They're, they're, the Lakers. So they're just looking to add a veteran. Yeah, I wouldn't even say that. I mean, the Lakers are aware of the cap, and they need to free up cap space. That's all it is. Interesting. Interesting. I love it. I love talking top shot. I love talking actual NBA. This is good stuff. Um, Wolf, we didn't, we didn't get to, I don't think last week at our spaces, we didn't get into uh, rake back, Roham rewards, however we want to. Gift back. You know, yeah, whatever. Roham box. Why are you saying everything but the name, bro? You're trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was Luke's gift, but well, that's fine. Whatever. Dumbo dollars. Dumbo, Dumbo dollars. dollars. I like it. So, uh, uh, you know, what? It, yeah, right. So, what did we think about that? I mean, it was um, it, it it was it was a, a a gift back to the community. There was some chatter. There were some people who were a bit salty because they had taken money off the platform, which made little sense to me. The, um, and the then, saltiness seemed far outweighed by the overwhelmingly positive attitudes he, from people. Yeah, and just as an anecdotal observer of the marketplace, it seems like the market has been slowly but steadily rising since then, right? I mean, it wasn't like there was some crazy spike and then everything bottomed out or whatever. It seems like it was a, it's was a. it been very healthy, and that combined with these challenges and different things seemed to uh, – everything seems to be coming up Rose's top shot, right? What's your take, Wolf? It, yeah, I felt exactly the same way that it's since – it's almost like – you know, BC AD situation, you know, as the community seemed to be so negative on Twitter since that day, it's been uh, a, a, the next era of Top Shot and seems like future reward possibilities have maybe grown confidence and you can't help but notice the incredible timing that it had with the baller marketplace opening up too and another dapper product. So all those things kind of hit together to both both things seem to be jumping up. The ballers and the top shot ever since get back. Everybody's got their hands up. So you guys just jump in there. I was just going to quickly jump in uh, just on that point. Like, Bull is not quite a dapper product. Like, it's a dapper investment, but not quite a dapper product in the way that, like, um, top shot and all day and suitables is. Um, it's like it's complicated just so people are aware that like yes are, like, true it people just people utilizes people. the wallet. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Just I just want to give that clarity. Um, I'm going to self-plug a little bit. I put a tweet out earlier kind of summarizing all the things that we've done in the last month. And, like, obviously, Giftback is the easy one to remember. But Giftback came out alongside a bunch of other stuff. And I think that's why we're seeing this huge turnaround in sentiment. Because we didn't just say, here's some dapper credit, have fun. We said, here's some dapper credit, 
here's what you can expect to come over the next 12 months. Here's some packs for people that are holding sets. Here's a Google ad that shouts us out. Here's flash challenges that create more utility than you've ever seen. Here's us working with a third partner to bring Collect Score leaderboards. Here's gated channels on the Discord. Here's a Christmas access unlock, etc. You know, like what and future doing? gift back too, you included in that, which seemed awesome. Well, yes, no, I don't think we have future gift back. Gift back was a very specific thing, but like future rewards for collectors, yes. And like we've already been showing that, in my opinion. You know, like I don't know if Alexo, who holds a lot of different NFTs, is getting any more sort of rewards than he's gotten from Top Show over the last 30 days. Now, obviously, he's a special case. He holds an awful lot of Top Shot moments, but that's my point, is that, like, holders are being rewarded in a whole, like, whole new level. Um, and also, like, we also saw the daily schedules come out, right? And, like, it's so quickly became a part of the everyday Top Shot experience, but it's now, like, when you have that money to spend from, like, gift back, you know what's coming up that day, and you can figure out, like, ahead of time don't have to oh they've just announced this thing i've got reacts in the moment i don't know what to do it's stressful you're like oh i know this something's coming out today around this topic i can see if that's of interest to me in advance you know so like i think it's really exciting and i think it's this whole combination that obviously wasn't like unintentional we weren't like oh what by chance something happened to it once no like it was thought out and it was planned for a little while and like uh we were really glad to just be able to you know pull it off so to speak it's been a crazy couple of months leading up to this and I, i'm really excited for the next 12 months because of it was it bugging you i shouldn't maybe bugging is not the right word but because you you were obviously sitting on knowing these plans were coming out soon as some people were getting angry were you struggling to sort of remind people to hold their horses and that good things are coming not at all because um you know obviously this was all a team effort like all of this but like, i was i was really personally involved and pushing and passionate for like the roadmap like i felt like we had to do it and i talked about this before in spaces um so i just quickly summarize like part of the reason we did it is because we did the nll roadmap and that went down really well that was like here's some rough ideas of what's coming over the next three months with no specifics and everyone was like awesome like this is what we want it's some idea it doesn't have to be exact stuff it doesn't have to be hard dates but it's some idea and you know obviously the nll that's kind of like my little baby that's my that's my gangdom so i was able to go back and be like we did this and look how they reacted. And you guys were like, not you guys, but like as a team, we were all like, like I was sweating the NLL blog. I was like, what if they just hate it and tear it apart? But they didn't. They reacted really positively and they showed that this community isn't asking for the world, but just asking for like, give us the treasure map. Give us like an outline of what's to come. You don't have to, you don't have to build the whole road, but let us see what direction you're building that road in. And then, and then we're happy. And so that was allowed us as a team to be like, let's do that for an entire Top Shot roadmap and let's bring all these things out of the behind the scenes and put them forefront and show them proudly, you know? Yeah, I would, I, the, the only thing follow-up I would say to Luke on that is I think, you know, over the past year, um, and this isn't necessarily meant as a shot at you, it's more of just like kind of where Top Shot has been over the last year as we're evolving in beta. I think the comms has gotten so much better over the last month and the daily schedules are a big part of that just in terms of giving people a really strong idea of what, either what's happening this week or what's happening that day. Um, you know, one of the issues in terms of messaging, I think particularly, you know, maybe during like some of the summer months or leading into the NBA season or even early in the NBA season is we had this issue of like, there would be an announcement on like a random Friday night about maybe a challenge or something else going on in the community that would uh, spark real um, marketplace action. And people felt left behind. I think now with, you know, a more unified kind of comp strategy in terms of like the day-to-day -day vibe, I think that's been a big reason in terms of this market sentiment.
currently. I think too, people seeing what type of stuff is being used in all these new challenges that they're putting all the time has given increased confidence in holding moments finally too. That's been a big difference the last little bit, which ties into all the rake back. But that's been for me, the nicest part to see with all these new developments is just that people can finally have a reason to hold a moment and know it might get used again and again and again, kind of like Luke said, you know, Alexo got a million airdrops and how many nfts are, is that happening to anymore and i think that's just simultaneously with rakeback with like luke said with flash challenges all this stuff that the market sentiment has just been it's been so much more pleasant to be an active active user lately um ben you had your hand up but it looks like you're maybe connect connecting now the, the one other thing uh that i would just you know f follow up with that wolf that i think is interesting if you're paying attention to what Luke's saying, and I'm not putting words in Luke's mouth, uh, you know, there, there definitely is a lot of stuff going on kind of in the background in terms of sets. And if people aren't, this is not financial advice. I'm just going to throw this out there. If you're not buying throwdowns or you're not buying uh, all-star game stuff or rising star stuff. Or hustle and show. There's, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I can see things happening with this. Like, you know, Luke doesn't need to comment, it's fine. But all I'm saying is, if you're not collecting team sets, given what Top Shot has done over the last month in rewarding set holders, you're playing yourself if you're not thinking about buying those sets, or at least diving into some of them. I'm going to add to that, Mike, the, the Series 2 throwdown set. Series 1, if you're crazy, because uh, there's a LeBron in that one. But the Series, th the series 2 throwdown set... There's going to be a Series 3 throwdown set. Maybe there's some airdrops. Maybe there's some opportunity for some utility, but it's a great set. We are the Wolf Pack. I got to pump that as well. <laughs> you got to pump your throwdowns bags? <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> oh, I, I, I totally agree. You can see it in the Hustle and Show set. You know, If we talk, look at numbers, I think it's up to 750 bucks for the set right now. And you have to think that some of that confidence is exactly what Mike was saying. Uh, most likely, holders of the set will probably get some type of pack when they release the next Hustle and Show set. Uh, Peter, you have a question. Man, you got to hit the mute button. Turn your mic on. You got this, Peter. We got Come faith Peter, in you, bro. You got your hand up and everything. You were polite, respectful. Now just fire that mic on and um, tell Dumbo something bad about him. Cool me out, brother. Make fun of me. It's all okay. You can roast me. It's fine. <laughs> ben, have you completed a set yet or anything on Top Shot? You said you're new, like the last month. Man, I've okay. So my, I've been trying to right. I was like, at first I said, you know what? Let me look at the moments. Let me somewhat be smart. WNBA fandom. There's only 15. There's only like 13 moments or 12 at the time. Right? And then all of a sudden to get a Diana Taurasi, you have to have like nine legendary moments and like eight eyes and two rings. Like you have to have a very like large amount, which I didn't have. Right? So then that came. And then what do you call it? Uh... What do you call it? Oh, yeah. So I went from that. And then I think the DT, or was it the, 
the Vandersloot was next, right? So then that just those are two thousand dollar moments that just put it out of reach for me. Yeah. Then uh, I tried to get the sky. I was like, let me get the whole team, right? Then I find out you need to have, which is a great learning experience. You have to have the players that also used to be on the team as well. Right, so yes, you got to have the run it back moments for the WBA to get all the skies. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, yo, a lady Delano never won a ring there. I mean, yeah, she was drafted there, but all right, cool. So I needed that. So I'm I'm a run it back away from that, and then it's I just I haven't. I just actually made a purchase for like two of the Asia Wilsons so I could just go get the commons. Um, that's like the hardest moment to get. It's like a hundred fifty dollar moment. Yes. Yeah. But I've yeah, been chipping away at that set right lately too, and I that's one of the ones I need to get is that Asha Wilson. Yeah, so today I actually decided I was like, all right, I'm gonna do one of the two things. So that I opened one pack today and it had uh two TJ McConnells in the same pack. So I was not happy. <laughs> and I said, the sixty K. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I bought one, I bought one. Bought one. That's what was in it. I was like, man. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna, you know what, I'm just gonna I got a deposit from like a client today. So I was like, let me, I'm going to get one of these moments. So I went out and got the Asia and then I was able to get like another one. So just in case, you know, I want to make two sets or like somebody else that I know, like from the W wants to come in and have a set. Like I got him with like, I got that ahead of time. But to answer your question, no, I'm not, I'm not completed any set, yeah. even though I really should. So Ben, one that- thing that I would recommend doing. Sorry, well, my bad. No, no you take it. You take it, Mike. Um, so there are a lot of really great platforms you can go to to get a lot of additional information, whether it's moment ranks, um, whether it's OTM. Personally, if I'm looking to complete a set, OTM, um, Own the Moment, um, their website is phenomenal because it does a really great job of showing you the moments that you have in your collection, the current cost to complete, and the cost to complete for the set overall. Um, what is that called? Very, OTM? It's just OTM.com? OTM.com. Oh, oh, own, own the moment.com. Yeah, Google own the moment. It'll yeah. come up. Own the moment NFT and it'll just pop up. Um, and, you know, you have to log in. You, you basically just, you know, add in your top shot username and you're good to go. Moment ranks is great. Personally, I use that for valuation a little bit more. Um, I find their valuations are a little bit better than OTM personally. Um, and another great tool if you're looking for like completions or um potentially sniping moments live token is obviously the go-to um so there are a lot of really great big picture platforms you can go to that will help enhance your collection and further give you a better idea of like what you're what you want to do so like right now i'm looking at otm right now and there's five sets under 800 bucks there's summer of 21 the gift fresh threads wmba best of 2021 and hustle and show if it were me and I had under 800 bucks, meaning like a mid-tier collector that wants to spend 800 bucks on a platform. I'd invest in getting hustle and show. Mm-hmm. Hustle and show. Why? Just because of the value or what it costs to start and finish it, or? Uh, by the way, not financial advice. Um, the two rewards are really nice in hustle and show. There's a John Morant reward that's lower mint, and a Giannis that have held value for a long time. Um, and I think it's the highest completed set. Am I right, Mike? Yeah, it's around there. It's about forty-five seventy-seven. Look, here's, yeah. here's the thing with Hustle and Show. There's two parts of this. One, it's got a really diverse in terms of moments. Um, really great circulation count, 18,000. Not, not good, not great, but good enough. Um, the moments aren't super expensive to get other than the challenges. 
you know, you're talking moments that are kind of in like the $10 to $20 range. So it's not crazy expensive other than the two, ch two challenge moments. They're great for daily challenges because you have guys like Giannis, Ja, Trey Young, RJ Hampton, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, guys who you know will matter in day-to-day -day challenges. So that's great. And the other thing to note is there is, I think, and I don't know if, I believe this has been confirmed. I believe there's going to be another hustle and share set this year. So like, if you own that set, potentially you could get airdropped a pack if there is a hustle and show, another hustle and show drop. So like, to me, there's long-term utility, both in terms of daily challenges, the players that matter, and you're getting a lot of good utility out of, you know, having some really interesting moments. So that's just my personal opinion on why if I was going to spend $800 or less, that would kind of be like my go-to set right now, even if there are cheaper sets. I think that's a good point. The only, you know, if you were doing one or the other, you said you bought the big piece of the WNBA set. The reason to finish that set would be it's worth a lot more collector score because it's 56 moments. And then when you complete it, you get double. So you get a ton more collector score. Um, and then kind of the same thing as what Mike was saying. A lot of people feel like the WNBA has come up in a lot of challenges and then when they have another season that they'll probably keep rewarding that original first WNBA set but Wait, really those are I think you said fandom no not WNBA set yeah so I set. started the fandom on 13 or 15 like I oh. don't have the two moments but and then I you got the Asia yeah I just bought the Asia yeah so yeah uh, sound my bad my bad and I yeah, had some a... of them already like all my friends like grabbed their moments just to be like yo I got your yeah yeah, so it's actually nice. So if you log in to own the moment, you can look and see exactly how much it'll cost you to finish that WNBA common set with today's market metrics. So what yeah, it should cost me is not going to be what it will cost me because I'm like a serial like I, I like serial numbers too much. You know what I mean? Like I I will spend the extra nine dollars to go down like I don't know a couple hundred numbers. That's Mike, are you a serial guy too? Sorry. What Real quick, Liz, you were going to say something there? I was going to say, um, I was going to ask Ben what his collector score was, just out of interest. What, what, Liz? Sorry. Your collector score, like roughly what it uh, is. 700 something. <laughs> no, I, no, I think I just hit 808 today, right? And then I so gifted a moment, so I got another one. Yeah, so if you start like completing team sets and normal sets, it will like skyrocket relatively because you get all these bonuses for it. Um, so another thing that the OTM site has, the only moment site, is like a collector score calculator. You can also use like live token. They like break down your collector score per moment if you like log in. Um, but yeah, like even if you're not necessarily say interested in owning a team or interested in like a particular set, sometimes you'll get like quite a big collector score boost just by getting like one or two more moments. You know. Bingo. And the and the other thing I would I would note to to add on to Luke's point, and once again, these are probably things he can't necessarily comment on. Just kind of is what it is. But like. I could definitely see down the road if you own a full team set, you get certain experiences. They've already done that with with certain events. So like owning team sets or overall sets, like it's very clear that the Top Shot team thinks that those things matter. So like when Top Shot speaks, pay attention. Like they're they're giving us the game without necessarily saying the game. So like, you know, when Luke says, you know, grab some team sets, you probably might want to grab some team sets. So could I, and I think somebody answered this for me today, but I'm not quite sure. Um, so for the Nets, right, you know, I'm a New Jersey Nets fan. There's only like for season series three, there's only been like five players, right? 
if I was to get all five, like I think I'm just missing like the fresh threads, Patty Mills, I would have the Nets team. I would have a set or no. I would would I get bonuses or no? Yes, you would get you would get an S three bonus. I mean, the best way to look at that is as Luke noted, Live Token will actually do the math for you, um, as far as like giving you kind of the the bottom line of like if if I did these things, that that's how that would look based on what your current account is. Um, so yes, um, if you own the entire S three set and the more S three moments that you own of that particular team, you would get a collector score bump. Um, you know, there's a set bump. And, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, Mark Wolf, Luke. Um, there's a like a basically a series bump, and then you also get a full team bump, basically. And if you own the full team, I think it's like 150% for each player that you get in terms of CS score. Yeah, that's right. So a set bonus is like 100%. Team set bonus, which at the moment, team set only applies to NBA. It doesn't apply to WNBA. The team set, a full series, like a full team set, is 150%, and then per series, it's 50%. So you can, like, really stack it up. Like, the bonuses you can get if you own, like, Series 1, Series 2, and a full team of, like, say, the Lakers, and then you're also in a set that has, like, LeBron in it. Like, that LeBron moment, the CS is going to be, like, so much higher because of all these bonuses stacking on. And once again, OTM will give you the... uh... Like, you know, so for example, if I look for low ass and once again, not financial advice, just going to put this out there. Uh, the total cost to complete the Charlotte Hornets right now as a team is $251. That's 16 players. So like you can very easily kind of figure, figure out ways to kind of rig your collector score metrics. And I know this is deep diving and probably a bit more nerdy than maybe the audience wants, but those are ways if you really want to get rare and legendary packs, um, using sites like OTM are really great tools and resources to try to make your your collector score a little bit bigger and also potentially give yourself better long-term utility with whether it's airdrops or for daily challenges. And and to your point, Mike, I think... um... Series two seems to be a great way to do that, right? The the collector score for moments in series two versus the utility, yeah, right. With with the cost associated with series two, because series one is oftentimes a little more expensive and out of reach for some people. But you can complete series two team sets uh, sometimes relatively inexpensively, like the Hornets. Um, and that's a great way to build collector score and do it, you know, in, in a in a sort of fiscally conservative way. Especially for a team like Brooklyn, who was in the playoffs and the playoffs uh, set those moments yep. carry additional value for collector score. So, you know, that all factors into it as well. So, like, for example, in S2. The Sacramento Kings have 12 players. The, the If you're just doing low ass, you're looking at $88 to complete the Kings S2 set. Trailblazers are 100 Magic are 102 Wizards are 108 Like, it's very reasonable to stack team sets and get those collector score bumps. And then any additional player that you get within that set, you'll get that 50% bonus. 
So if CS score is 20 for S2, I could be wrong on that. I just want to make sure. But then it's like 12. You'd get 12. Okay. So yep. you'd, you'd get the additional 50%. And for, for the team sets, for like S2 team sets, Luke, I, I, I don't think I'm misspeaking. You can get into those team discords, right? You only need the, like a series two team set can get you into those discords. You don't need the full team set, correct? Yeah, series one or series two or, or the full team set. Cause like for some of the teams, series two is actually more expensive than other ones, um, especially sure. in small moments in series three. Um, and like, to be clear, those team set channels are pretty fire. Like all we've done, all we've done is set them up and made it so it's moment get access. But I actually, again, self-promoting, I tweet about this today. We've seen like a, about a dozen tickets to games given away throughout these team channels. We've seen a signed NBA basketball given out by Emmanuel quickly. We've seen like VIP experiences at games given out. Like someone had like free food and drinks at a stadium and, and tickets to the game. And like, this is just purely the community giving them back to the community. So, like, if you're a fan of a team, I would heavily recommend joining that team channel. We've had, like, NBA players swoop in and say hi. Like, Zubak. Zubak literally joined the Discord, and then, like, like he completed a team set. Uh, I think someone in the community gifted him a couple of moments that he needed, and then he joined the Discord, and he just jumped straight into the team set channel and just said hi. Like, out of the blue, Christmas Eve, he just did that on his own. And that's, like, NBA players are seeing the attraction of these team set channels. And we still, like, we've not even done anything with them. We just set them up and left it to the community. And, like, you can imagine what it's like if we decide we want to turn it up a little bit, if we decide we want to make them more exciting. But, like, it's already happening. So I really recommend it. I think it's an awesome thing to see. Uh, so, yeah, definitely check them out if you haven't already. If you need help join them, feel free to DM me on Twitter or Discord and I can walk you through it. But you just need to own Series 1, Series 2, or the full team set. And I, I would add, not necessarily just team a team that you love. But if you're near a team, right, like so I love San Antonio, the Spurs are my favorite team, Wolf, take a drink, uh, but I'm closest to the Knicks. Uh, so if I I can't necessarily utilize tickets to a Spurs game because I'm so far away, but maybe could use tickets to a Knicks game, right? So like even even if it's a team that you live near and it may not be your favorite team, if you have the ability to collect that team set and get in the discord to Luke's point, there are giveaways, there are tickets, there's all kinds of cool stuff going on. And you may be able to, to benefit from some of that just because of where you live and, and being close in proximity to something. I know that my focus will be completing like the WNBA sets. Like, I mean, I probably won't go after like run it back or like in her bag or whatever, but like, I do want that common set. I mean, I feel like that's that's attainable now. And I really, really, really want that fandom set. Like, I very much so. But I, I'm so bitter towards how they did the the Courtney Vandersloot challenge. Like, I I'm, I'm I remember looking at it and being like, "Yo, who is even eligible for this? Like, 122 people, I think." Like, it was a big deal when it happened. We had a big spaces about oh, it. Man, a lot of people man, showed man. up. Dumbo has PTSD. He's changing the state. You know what? Right, this... right. We're talking about success today. Nah, it's like a week or two. Like, I think that it was like a week or two after the, the they won. So, like, I'm, I was I was in it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sitting there with like W players, like, yo, like, 
we're looking at your top shot moment, huh? like we're talking like, oh, yours goes from less than hers, like things like that. And, yeah, wild. Ben, 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 today is a good day. We're coming upon a new year. We want to talk positive. We want to have positive thoughts. We want to enter the new year <laughs> in a positive manner. I, I am, I finished second tonight in uh moment ranks like daily oh. contest Bro, if so you're not first you're last mate if you're not first, well i mean i'm not first but i'm still getting 150 in dapper right so oh, that's incredible oh, nice. good work mark so nice. thank you thank you so so ben i'm gonna buy you a WNBA moment that you need you tell me which <laughs> one do you need from this set and i'm gonna get it for you right now this is karma no. it's coming back for all of us Bro, I I would rather nah. I'm good. Do a giveaway. Take him up on it, Ben. No, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Come on. He said it. All right. Uh, comment. Selection number one. I don't know. Sabrina. Let me get a Sabrina. Oh, I love I love Sabrina. That was Kobe's favorite. Uh, debatable. That's that's debatable. It may be debatable. Yeah, he he worked he worked with he worked with her and she was a huge Kobe girl. So, um, all right, let's see, let's see. You like serious stuff? Quotes on uh, Sabrina. I don't want to make it negative. No, no, but I don't know how. After Kobe, after the tragedy, I'm not sure how I feel about the way Vanessa's handled a lot of things. So. You're not the only one. Yeah. Gonna, wait, just quickly. Um, before you say talk, first of all, Ben, I feel like at some point we've got to have you in for like, either it's like a chat with the NLL or chatting to WNBA, just talking about all these experiences. Like, you just casually bring up these wild experiences and stories you've had. Don't, don't awesome. cherry pick our guests. What are you yeah, doing? Dumbo, no, get I, out of here. <laughs> he was like, I don't know anyone here in the league. And I was like, I introduced him. And he was like, oh, I just want to say hi. And I was like, no, put him on the spot. Answer a load of questions. But, Wanna, which is fair. Which is fair. Like, Luke is too. Go on. Go on, mate. No, I was just gonna. I was gonna give you more props, bro. You're like the reason, like you make me look cool online, like and things like that. So like, th- this has been very helpful. So if, if you say like, you yo, pop up here. What, what's your cereal? What's your what, is, what cereal do you like? What what am I looking at here? So uh, no, I can't do number one, man. Eight hundreds and eight hundreds and up. I'm easy, man. Eight hundreds and up is fine. And then text, and then uh, go on Discord, and then send me your mailing address. I'll send I got it. I got an eight oh seven. How's that? That's perfect. Right. I don't know what I don't know what area code that is, but I'm sure Ludacris said it in his song. He must have. He Come definitely on. had a hoe there. He definitely had a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was trying to explain something. So um, part of the reason Ben, I'm super happy you gave me props then because you know early he was just trashing on me all the time. No, but in seriousness, I'm glad you said that. Because a little friend of mine has just joined Spaces, and Wolfpack, can you please give some love to Kevin? Because this is this is Kevin. This is the guy who may or may not be responsible for the tweet shout out. I'm not going to put him on the spot, but Kev, mate, come say hi. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> there That's <we> awesome. <laughs> Kev, I've been trying to get Kevin this Spaces for weeks, months even. I mean, every, every Friday I'm, like, I'm bringing on a special guest, and every Friday he <laughs> fails. I appreciate you guys having this at, uh, on a Thursday, and also I'm on the West Coast with my in-laws, so it's just a much more, uh, you know, it's well, this a is a nice, time this is a nice, for an old this, man like myself. This is a nice break from your in-laws, so you're good. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I had to go outside and go on a work call. <laughs> um, guys, congratulations. Big day for the Wolfpack. Oh, it was so much fun, right? Man. 
I love it. I love it. How was last night? I'm so obviously, you know, I'm kind of outside, like seeing it, seeing it all pop off on social was super cool. But what was it like to be, you know, a member of the pack and seeing Diallo up in the leaderboard? Lots of talk in our thread that was like, we made it. We made it. <laughs> it was it was like the virtual champagne bottles were popped. Uh, it was amazing to see Diallo rocking it and just the whole spectrum. The tweet was awesome. Seeing the public interact with it. Of course, lots of people in the Wolfpack who had secured heavy Diallo bags that finally were, you know, this is the moment I've been waiting for and got to uh, capitalize on their moments and all that stuff. So, yeah, it was really special for us. And we, we talked about it earlier, too, but, like, it was a ton of positivity, like, from a community perspective, it, you know, regardless of the Wolfpack, the community at large seemed to be really engaged in a positive way, and there wasn't any saltiness or FUD or whatever. It was very much, like, just people recognizing the Diallo and the Wolfpack and having fun with it and sending wolf gifts, and it was awesome. It was awesome. It's the best, man. I mean, when I so I've, I've been at Top Shot for about six, seven months now, and I remember like coming in and some of the first times you put a tweet up or you, you seeing some of the engagement, and I was just like, "What are all these wolf gifts? What is going on?" And then there was more, and, <laughs> there was more and more and more and more. And I was like, "Okay, so yeah, the wolf pack's been in my heart since day one." I love it. I love it. Also, I was I was in the building, so I used to work for the NBA for a long time, and I was in the building when he won the. Uh, the dunk contest in 2019 too. So I've always had yeah, like a very North Carolina. What'd you say? No, I just said North Carolina. We needed yeah, yeah, up, in, up in Charlotte. It was a uh, yeah, so it's you know not, mediocre All Star weekend, but great dunks. Yeah, and and when he gets the opportunity, he can ball a little bit, but he doesn't he doesn't get the opportunity as often as we'd like to see. Yeah, that's the thing about NBA players, though, right? It's like pretty much everybody on the roster can put up like thirty if given the opportunity outside of right. like defensive specialists. But that's the thing; it's like if you're not in the rotation, if you're not like it's the Jacob thing, right? There's only one ball to go around, and if you're not, right, um, you know, one of like the four, five, six players who are going to put up fifteen, twenty shots a night, you just almost never become that guy. Except in this weird little time we have right now where it's like half NBA roster, half 10-day contracts, which I think is so fascinating and so cool. How are you guys feeling about everything going on lately with just all these names from the past and honestly names from the future on rosters? It's like, I'll be honest, for me at least, it's been it's been hilarious. Like to see Lance Stevenson and Mario Chambers get 10-day get contracts is killing me. I love it. It's wild. Lance Stevenson. That's one of my, <laughs> I love, yo, so I shot his birthday party for two years. That's like, what? No way. Do you know that no Lance way. Stevenson has a brother Wait, what? also named Lance? With a TZ. Exactly. With a TZ. Oh, who knew that? No way. That's what? amazing. <laughs> I did. Who yeah, else did. Knew that? Come on. Come on. Kevin did. Kevin. Come on. Yo. Common knowledge. Bro, I need that. Common knowledge. knowledge. <laughs> Wait, Mark, are you, are you in New York? Where are you based? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in upstate New York, though. I'm, like, near the border oh. of Montreal. Oh, got it. I just I just clipped on you. You're in uh, Plattsburgh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great great Division three hockey team at Plattsburgh State. Come on. Yeah, b- both boys and girls. They're, they're phenomenal. Man. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man, I, so I, I still play in a men's baseball league in the city, and, like, three years ago, we had a game at, uh, at, right near Coney, and it was, like, 8 in the morning. I was just like, this guy kind of walking around. You can tell he hadn't slept all night. I'm like, oh, man, all right. So I'm going to the bathroom, and he comes up. He's like, let me ask you, who's the best Who's the best basketball player of all time? I was like, I don't know. It's Michael, LeBron, maybe. He goes, no, no, no. 
is Lance Stevenson. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, I'm in. He goes, let me ask you who the number two player of all time is. I'm like, I guess same answer. He goes, Stephon Marbury. And he just walks away. I'm like, this is, this is New was York. Was that Cap. his dad? You gotta, you gotta rep your hood, man. <laughs> was that his dad who's also named Lance? Yeah, exactly. The many generations of Lance. Wait a minute. How many Lance Stevensons exist? It's a Yo, in that house, there was three of them. That's insane. I mean, you find something good that works, you stick with it. <laughs> I guess. Yo, but you guys remember, Lance has become, like, you know, not a – he's, like, memeable because of the blowing LeBron's ear and stuff like that. But you guys remember how close his Pacers teams were to being, like, the team? Yeah, they that were was, so good, man. They were good. That, look, they, they were an elite team um, for basically three years. You know, I, I, I think basically they were a 51 game three years in a row. Um, and they were really, really good. Uh, Kevin, to your point on the, on the quality of uh, the basketball that's being played right now, it's not great. Like, the idea that we have as many guys on 10-day contracts in the league, like, yes, all of this is memeable and very funny, but, like, you look at that Celtics game the other night as a Celtics fan, where we shot like four for forty from three. We had a guy in the floor from Truman State. I'm to be fair, you guys, you guys fan. did did shoot like two for thirty from the floor. You guys got bounced in the the game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. So yeah, I was that, gonna that say Jalen. That can happen with with regular guys. Jalen Brown hey. regularly shoots like two for <laughs> ten anyway, right? <laughs> Love Jalen. I, I will not bear any slander about Jalen Brown here. So, yeah. <laughs> Jalen is a goat. Don't don't get it twisted. I'm um, also look, a Sixers fan too. So in my mind, the Celtics literally never lose. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we do hold a stranglehold over Doctor Daryl Morey. I've never seen you guys lose. I don't think so. In my mind, you're it's perfect. It, it's okay. It's a lot of rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. When, uh, <laughs> when we play the Celtics, whenever the Celtics play the Sixers, I just enjoy listening. And for those who don't know, rights to Ricky Sanchez is like. The Die Hard 76ers podcast. If you don't listen to it, you should. Because those guys are phenomenal. But it is amazing as a Celtics fan to listen to Sixers fans bitch and moan after they lose another playoff series. Which they will again this year. But it is what it is. Did you say there was guys on the floor from Truman State? Factual. Who who made it to the league was, from Truman State? He's the second guy in the league. It, sorry, from Truman State to make the league. Ever. Uh, let me pull him up. How, how, I'm this is where Eisenberg, uh, this is where Jacob you, would have this in his pocket. Yeah, right. Like, I think his name is Dwight Eisenhower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm very, con- yeah, like, I don't know how anyone knows about Truman State University. It's like a tiny, well-known uh, medical school, or, well, there's a medical school in, in um, the same town. But it's a division two. Roderick Thomas. Roderick Thomas. They, I do remember them being pretty good a couple of years ago. I went to uh, Drury University and we're in the same conference as them, and they were so bad at baseball and basketball in my time. But <laughs> after that, I do know they had a couple of pretty good seasons. Um, they went to the College World Series and Division two baseball. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, Drury is kind of a powerhouse too, man. Right? Yeah. I feel like... The the women's well, women's basketball, absolute powerhouse. Um, the men's team has been very good traditionally. Their coach, Steve Hester, retired last year, after last year, and it's been a really, really rough season for him this year. Um, 
But the women's, yeah, the women's basketball team, men's won the national title in like 2012, I think. And uh, always solid, very competitive. But our, the university is actually most well known for the, our swimming and diving. We're like the national record holder for uh, men's and women's swimming and diving championships. Right. You had a crazy undefeated streak. Yeah, right? it was like that was in my right during my time, my four years there when I was playing. They were on year seven or eight in a row of national title for men's and women's. So it was it was wild, and, and they were just worshipped like it's so it was so crazy. Like I grew up tiny town we didn't have swimming and diving like we had a pool a community pool but we got there and it was like <laughs> such a just a it blew my mind that they were like rock stars on campus um love that man love that and there's only like so my first ever job was um i was an editor for ncaa.com okay in like 0809 so you kind of get to know all these d2 and d3 oh, schools yeah. around the country that's what so I was dreary playing. i'm like oh baby that's, i'm talking a royalty that's what that's what <laughs> That's what I was playing. I was Meanwhile, playing. the rest of us are sleeping. I <laughs> know, oh, guys. Guys, get up on your favor. Do you, baby? Washita Baptist, like all, all the Wisconsin schools. Did guys, you say Washita Washita Baptist? Absolutely, oh, Arkadelphia. Yeah. Oh yeah, I played there. As a Canadian, yeah. I'm just gonna point out this is what I thought Americans always did in their free time was sit around and just name colleges <laughs> from America. <laughs> <laughs> not, not well, every every, every American, right? Every American town has three colleges. So. <laughs> I always see that in the movies. They're always at the pep rally. Like, oh, they do love college a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's really not wrong. The, I was disappointed. From Boston, like, the amount of colleges in and around the Boston area, it's, like, almost difficult to keep up with how many towns that are – or how many colleges are in and around that city. Yeah. But I will note this, as, as you bring up Drury, uh, as a former Hockey East – Last fan. Wait, did you go to BU? Hey, you watch... uh, I went to Northeastern. Fuck BU. Oh, I went to uh, BU. <laughs> my, my, what am I... Oh, no. Mike just dropped the F bomb on you. Let's just be clear. The Northeastern BU thing is the thing. But on the plus side, yep. Uh, so, so for those that don't know, in Boston, they're basic, they, they have something called the Bean Pot, which is basically <laughs> like Northeastern, BU, BC, and Harvard. And Northeastern and BU hate each other. Everyone hates BC, and no one cares about Harvard. Um, That's exactly right. And basically, Harvard shows up, and people are like, whatever, it doesn't matter. But it is a event, if you're a sports fan, you should go to at some point in your life. It's well worth it. It's 20,000 college kids who all kind of hate each other, having a great time, having a bunch of beers, watching premium college hockey, which may not seem like a cup of tea, but if you go... It is well worth it. I, I'm a ho big hockey guy, and I actually do know that BU has put out a lot of hockey players for uh, NCAA hockey. Big-time hockey college. Yeah, yeah more than Northeastern, for sure. One of yeah. my college teammates went uh, – two of my – well, my best friend lives in Boston. Now he moved up there to work at Biogen, a uh, biotech company, right after we graduated. And then um, another one of my friends went to BU for law school, and he still lives up there. Married a girl from, law, from BU Law School as well. Nice. Yes, it's a nice. great school. Cool. Anytime I, I think I of BU, know. I just think of the quote from uh, what's that? Uh, the the Social Network. Ah. Where, like, Mark yeah. <laughs> just like you don't gotta study. It's like why do you keep saying that? Because you go to BU, and I'm like, oh 
I went to West Virginia. Like we we were there. Like I was a sophomore at BU when the Facebook when the Facebook.com came out, which which aged me for sure. But yeah, Ben, that's that's spot on. Wait, so Ben, are you? Did you graduate in 2004 from high school? Uh, oh, three from high school. Oh, three. Okay, we're pretty close. Oh, okay. I was oh, six. That's a couple. Wait, so years Ben, are you? Ben, are you in New York? Where are you? So I live in my studio's in Harlem, but uh, I live in Jersey. Um, okay, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, but so I like traveling. Sometime, man. I, I feel like you probably know a ton of the same like photographers, we, NBA heads. I know. We have Ben. You used to work in Bryant Park, right? Like at the PA office. No, I was I was league side. I was on uh, I was in Secaucus a lot, but I know like oh, you're in Secaucus, the replay centers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that area. Yep. Ben, Ben, I need your Top Shot username so I can gift you this moment. It's Dumbo. Oh, I would love that. It's it's Ben Shot It. Like I could always be found on Ben Shot It. Ben Shot It. Yeah. And I'll Discord. Find me on Discord and send me a send me your mailing address. I'll send something off. Oh, that's wild. Kev, when you worked at the replay center, what were you doing there? Were you actually watching replays or like? No, no. So I was so the replay center is only part of the caucus. It was um, so I I worked on the social team at the NBA. So I'd oversee like the newsroom at night, and for forever I oversaw our international content flow from like the um, NBA uh, league offices to like NBA Germany, NBA Australia, um, all those places. So it was cool. It was like an amazing way to see the way that basketball just connects the world and then yeah like was in the uh the content center which is directly above the replay center for like some of the just the major moments that have happened and i, I was there till 2019 but you know it's like stuff you saw on twitter like the the damian lillard gif where like he's shaking his head like my team cut that it was like yeah so some of like this the stuff that you see kind of percolating up in society i was a lot of the like our our crew worked on for years and years that's awesome. There's a girl that you used to work with that I have such like a crush on, but I think she went over to overtime. But oh man, I, I love keep, keep it. Up, keep it off the record, Ben. Oh, oh no one's God. listening. Just tell us, Ben. Tell us. <laughs> no, I think that was it. I mean, no, beautiful. No, she works very hard, and she's like a beautiful girl. Like I don't know. I don't think I'm saying anything crazy. <laughs> that sounds like my mom, Ben. What's going on? <laughs> no, but the NBA social team. You guys have a, like a. You guys do such good work. And then I used to see you guys all the time in Chili's, in that Chili's, like... Chili's, oh, the legend. Chili's and cheeseburger in paradise, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, I park Kevin... in that parking lot and take the bus to New York all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Harvey so, baby. So, Kevin, you've been with Top Shot, would you say, for, like, six months or so? Yeah, this is now seven. I think it's, like, seven of the day right now. Oh, no kidding. Congratulations on the extra month. Um, yeah, right, for sure. So, well, I feel like we made it, right? The Wolfpack shout-out. I feel like we are the ones that made it. The Wolfpack is being appreciated. It's yeah, being appreciated. I love it. Legitimized, love it. yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your time with Top Shot, man. How's that gone? How is that? How do you feel about that as opposed to uh, NCAA and all the other stuff you've done? I mean, like, where's this rank on your sort of career ladder? Are you, I'm obviously you're moving up. You feel good about it, but like, Man, I think, I think the, like the way I talk about it is the way you talk about like who the greatest players of all time are. Right. It's like, you know, it's not like Michael is better than, than LeBron is better than Russell. It's like, what was their impact on society? Right. And like, what was their legacy? And I think what was really cool about, you know, you work for 
some big brands and there's not a lot of give and take between the the big brand and like you know you post something on twitter at the nba and you're kind of like cool it's out there like it, it is a kind of um like kind of hermetically sealed thing after a while and you're like cool on to the next thing on to the next thing where what i really love about top shot what was like made last night so fun is that there is it's this kind of like continuous loop between what we're doing what the community's doing it's this kind of give and take endlessly and that's it's super cool and it's very web three and it's it like makes clearly all of us better and i'm like clearly i love people and i think with social um as you guys know right like social it's really hard to kind of get a gauge or get a read on the person on the other side and a lot of times especially when you're looking at like analytics right you kind of lose the fact that there's humans on the other side of what you're doing and like with top shot you just never ever ever forget that and like everything you're doing is is uh kind of as part of this like endless give and take and it's super cool and you know thanks to you guys thanks to the, the whole community and thanks to everybody who's going to come for making that happen but it is super different it's it's super invigorating i get to work with luke which is you know a blessing and a curse terrible and, yeah, uh, terrible. yeah. Right. Boom. Boom. i'm just chilling I don't know if you saw when Dave was here. I don't know if you heard about this, Kev. Did you hear the story? So we you told me he was on. I didn't hear an ad. All right. So, like, me and Mo and Dave and Jacob were here. It was one of the nights you bailed, Kev, one of the many nights. And they were just chatting. For, for, <laughs> for, for a, a 10.30, 10.30 p.m. on a Friday podcast or a Twitter space. It's really, really convenient, guys. Appreciate it. I, mate, I do it. I do it every Friday. I'm not going to lie. If I'm here every Friday, it's my Friday night hour, right? That's Friday night. Come on, Kev. Like, you're just finishing up the late game. Like, come on. I have a wife and a child. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, uh, mate, no matter what you do, sooner or later that's gone anyway. You may as well embrace it and just lose your Friday nights now to the Wolves back. So, um, they're asking, they ask like the group, they're like, all right, if, if you know, if you prefer Mo on the community team, put like a fifth emoji, right? And if you prefer Luke, do like, I don't know, like the hundred emoji or whatever. Just a bit of fun. Everyone does it and then we carry on chatting. And the whole time, Dave, as in, you know, big boss man Dave, is smashing that fist emoji. He must have hit that emoji like 500 times, non-stop. I just sat there like, cool, Dave hates me, cool. Oh, wow. I mean, it's out of love, clearly, Luke. It's like, he, would, he wouldn't treat you like that if it was on a mutual respect, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Unless you I'm really sure wanted to, Luke to know. To be, feel like I'm pretty sure he, he DM'd me later and said he broke his, his button. Like, he yeah. hit it so many times. To be it fair, was it was all fists. It was definitely all fists had, across. Yeah, the whole fight yeah. was very quick. I think mean, I was the yeah. one not voting for Mo, and I, I eventually changed. So I was like, yeah, but I get Mo wins. Oh, man. All right. Um, well, guys, unfortunately... I gotta um I gotta run for a few, but I It's okay. Been... We appreciate you coming. We're on Pacific time, five thirty every Friday. We actually go about <laughs> five thirty to eight thirty. No joke. I'm a Pacific guy too. So we'll be here another Friday. Come chat with us because uh we just scratched the surface of all the awesome stories you gotta tell us. Yeah, I know, Absolutely. yeah. You guys you guys are great. I appreciate clearly, clearly appreciate y'all. Um yeah. keep the gifts coming, keep the we the are coming. Um, and and we paid it forward too. Your your shout out. We paid it forward today. We have a contest running on our Wolfpack page, where if you post a picture that you received the new Diallo 60k moment today in a pack, that we're going to do a contest for all those people. So we're 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 feeding off the Diallo love you gave us. So, <laughs> oh, love it, love it, love it. Also too, yeah. like you know, I always tell people the the kind of feedback you get 
that is like, yeah, this is cool, but the kind of feedback you get where it's like, stop doing this is equally important too. So if you guys ever have any feedback on what we should or shouldn't be doing on social, I'm sure you won't be, won't hesitate to share it. But yeah, just, you know, run it through Luke. <laughs> yeah, we'll like, share it, but we'll blame Luke. Don't worry. <laughs> good, good. Remember, ha- hammer the fist before you slide. What'd you say? No, I was going to say, before you slide, have you ever been to, since you're in the area, have you ever been to Dykeman? Yeah. Oh, dude, totally. Okay, so you've gone to games at Dykeman. I've been to Dykeman for, like, not, not to see games. I've been, I've been up to Rutgers for games, but never uh, never Dykeman. Oh, you're missing out. Let me, when it gets Dude, warmer, bro, re- when it gets warmer, reach out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save yeah. you a good, like, spot. <laughs> love it, man. I love it. Sounds good to me. I'm sorry, Ben. Where's my invite to a game? What's going on here, bro? Yeah, I didn't get invited. I sent you a moment. Oh, if anybody uh, finds themselves in Washington Heights and wants to go watch a basketball, I will for sure put you in a section, in a seat. Like, I will make sure you get a good, like, bench. Dykeman Dykeman is another level, man. Uh, Kev, before you drop, I was just going to say, like, for evidence of what Kev's talking about, Wolfback, those of you that in the DM, you remember the other day I was, like, asking for feedback on the Twitter. And like just general, like you guys mentioned, you preferred it, and I was like, give me specific. I literally am like screenshotting, copy and pasting that, and sending that to Kevin, his team on social, so that like, you know, I don't always include who or where it's from. I'm just like, here's feedback that we've gotten directly for the team that are running the Twitter account. So like, when he's saying give that feedback, it really does impact and like shape what we're doing here. You know, we're community led to that degree. We love it. We absolutely 100%. love it. Anyway, Kev, right. thank you for dropping in, mate. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, man. Happy holidays, Kev, Cheers. Man. Enjoy. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Yo, happy New Year's. I'm, I'm sure thanks, I'll talk to you guys all soon, okay? Yeah, thanks so much, Hey, We'll Later see you on, soon, guys. hopefully. Bye, Kev. Later. Oh, man, make sure we ban him. Don't let him back on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally bad. I'm pressing I, I block, block right now. Yeah. In seriousness, if you're not following Kev, go follow him. The man is a legend. He works so bloody hard for his company behind the scenes. Like, he was working Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. He's going to be working New Year's Eve. Like, and he works harder than anyone else. Like, you think me and Mo put in hours? Kev does more than us. Um, literally, there's times where, like, I wake up and Kev's been up for three hours already. And he's like, I've got all this stuff to read and go over. Let's do it. And I'm like, what are you doing? You have a family, man. How have you got more time than me? It's crazy. So, like, big, big love for Kev. Make sure you're following him. Um on i don't know if you can like shout out his twitter via the tweets that you share i don't know how that works wolf, wolf or mark um yep but yeah I can tweet him out. yeah we'll put it up for sure um i noticed there's like a decent amount of people in this chat that i'm not so familiar with if anyone wants to come up say hi ask some questions feel free to luke i thought you knew everybody's top name and then first and last name and like blood type the way like right. the knowledge you have in your head about this space bro I honestly you know what's a bit depressing is sometimes like They'll be like the support ticket or like the, the VIP team, but like, oh, this person, I'll be like, oh, that's da 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 da. And hit da 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 da. And I'll be like, yeah, that, that. And I'm just like, what is wrong with me? I'll be like, their Discord ID, their top shot name, what their collector score is, just like stupid stuff. Um, too much time in this space. Mm. Too much or not enough? Look, we, we all spend too much time on Discord. We all spend too much time on Twitter. Like, it's perfectly okay. Like, we have all met people through this experience that like far and, and I would call it an experience over the last year. Like we, I think we're all better for that experience. It's just, we know a little bit too much about each other and that's perfectly okay. Bro. That's like going to an alcoholics anonymous and be like, we would like to drink. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. Folks. I mean, yeah. <laughs> look, 
if, if, we're, if we're being perfectly honest, it's sort of like gambling anonymous. Um, it we are definitely gambling. is. We are degens. Look, if, if I'm I, spending, you know, a bunch of money on S3 packs, it's not because I think I'm going to make money on those S3 packs. Like, I'm going in there because I enjoy the experience. It's actually the opposite of gambling anonymous because in our Wolfpack thread, uh, like even yesterday this happened where I guess I'll give you guys the alpha. People were speculating on high-end Halliburton moments, Halliburton rares being used, and one person bought one. And then a minute later, another person bought one. And one guy was sitting there, and he was going, I want to see three. And it got up to seven people in a row buying a Halliburton rare just because we're all gambling degenerates and pushing each other forward. So it's definitely the reverse Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah, yeah. We encourage the... the yeah, uh, yeah. Right. Gambling encouragement. Before spaces, before spaces, were you guys on um doing top shot stuff on Clubhouse? No, no, we no. we were so so. Um, the Wolfpack was on a tweet, and it was like a thread on a tweet, and that converted to a direct message, and that direct message is what we're still using today. It is impossible to keep up with. If you don't look at it within the hour, like you can forget it. Twenty four seven, people are posting and talking and commenting and like you'll get buried. It's insane. Wolf actually does a recap every day. Uh, sometime in like the late morning, early afternoon, like what, Wolf? Yeah. about noon Eastern, 1 PM yeah. Eastern, something I like that. I usually start reading at like 20 after eight. And usually by like nine thirty AM Western, I have the re it takes me an hour and a bit. It's a, yeah. It's a super respectful and polite chat though, especially the staff members that are in there. They're super respectful. <laughs> Uh, very yo, 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 Chase has got his hand up. I don't Chase, Chase, Chase welcome to the Man, chat, buddy. How you doing? Like yo, Chase, teach milk. me how to make my hand black, too, by the way. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, just hold so, it down. Uh, you had a little heart, uh, tap it once, and then hold down the hand. And then it gives oh, you, like, uh, the it's a new world. Yeah. Yeah. You just blew it, man's mind. Yeah, I'm trying to add value here. You guys have been just dropping, dropping gems, uh, for, for lack of better words. So, I've been appreciating the banter uh, here, so hope everyone can enjoy that that uh, uh, cover changing the emoji. So, uh, yep, first time to this space, actually. I think all of us are. And look at that, first spaces. time. Already well, first time to ben, this see wolf that pack. value he brought within twenty seconds. Yeah. Right, well, you're, first time in this, first time in the chat, and now you're up speaking. Look at that; it's awesome. And I love it. Okay, like I, like I've been doing top shot wrong in a lot of ways. Like I'm very, I'm on the put me in the casual mid tier. I, I collect because I'm a fan of the game, but I'm also intrigued by Web3 and, and, and such. Uh, it fits in my, my – I, I work in the sports betting and fantasy sports side, so I, you have to pay attention to this. And uh, I just completed my first one-team set. I, I wasn't even on Own the Moment before. Now I am. Now I'm going to be diving into this. Thank you for Congrats, uh, man. that direction. Uh, it's Did you just learn about that tonight? Literally. Recently. Tonight. So you can give that, like uh, – attribution to this this group if you walk into a meeting be like hey you know look for i'm, I'm brother beige on uh top shot all those conversion moments are you guys for the next 24 hours like that's all i love it I love <laughs> that's it. high get this uh, man at the alley moment i'm gonna i'm gonna send him something so so chase tell me what what's your favorite team what set are you working towards who's your favorite player 
I won. I won tonight on on moment rank, so I'm feeling generous. What can I send you? Oh, so appreciate that one. I think from a community standpoint, this is I feel like very authentic, uh, very very. So I give a lot of praise to what's happening here. But so to answer your questions, uh, also to date myself a bit, favorite player of all time is Allen Iverson. Uh, so this is a big AI fan. Uh, I don't have a team um, because I grew up a military brat. So I moved around like every two years as a kid. Uh, so I've just been fans of athletes and their stories. And I, honestly, I prefer college like sports more than pro. But, you know, I, I, I work with what I got. And, but I appreciate the journey of, of the athletes. So I live here in L.A. I'm in the Valley these days. Uh, so I actually selected the Lakers because of proximity. Uh, but, um, you know, my, my son, who's three, three and a half, he's going to grow up a Lakers fan because of proximity, not because I'm trying to you know, feed him uh, uh, a team whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, that's current. So, so military brat, military brat, what, what, oftentimes there was a chunk of years for, for people in the military in yes. one location. Was there like a location where you spent a, a majority of your time at, or did you literally bounce like every two, three years? Yeah, so good question. So every, on average, every year and a half, I'd moved, I moved up until middle school. So every, literally I was like California, Louisiana, Tennessee, Alabama, lived in Korea, Barcelona, um, and Oklahoma. And then I got to Virginia. So Virginia is what I call home. Uh, what what branch, so. what branch of the service was your family uh, in? My dad was uh, Air Force. Okay. Was an officer. So never, never Plattsburgh, huh? Nope. Nope. Sorry. Sorry, okay. I would know that. that I would boo, boo. That. <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm not a. I'm not a. I, at the time, I was a. It was the Washington Bullets, and then became the Wizards. So uh, I, I kind of took on the Wizards, like when they were when Jordan came back uh, for like five minutes. Uh, but that's the closest I got to being a hometown team. Very cool. Very cool. All right, let me see what I can find here for you. So. I got. I'm gonna send you something, Chase. You gotta tell me. Are, do you want me to send you a Lakers moment? Is there is there a a Wizards? I mean, who, what do you what do you want? This is this is your night, Chase. I'm feeling generous. I want a little dapper on moment ranks. What <laughs> I are you was laughing because we got a, we got another fellow named Earl coming up, and he was like, "Oh, our Mark's generous. I'm getting in this thing." <laughs> I got the requests are popping off now. The requests are popping off. I, listen, I, I've got I've got a little dapper. I'm willing to help people out here, but that's pretty. Like honestly, I've never even like I, this is the first time I've even gone through any type of gifting um, on dapper. See, that's I always get trapped with the like, what's my team? I'm literally like set on the Lakers, but I would change it just to change it. Stacy, um, you need to make up your mind here. You need no, to make no, up your this, mind. I need to be decisive here. All right, I'm going go with Lakers. Lakers, All right. Lakers yeah. anything. All right, Lakers, anything. All right, let me see what I can find for you. All right, is there Dumbo, somebody? What Luke, us, what Luke, what are you raising your hand for? I mean, you're seriously? gonna give this man a pack or something? Oh, well, I was gonna need give me all this cheek. What's that all about? What's that all about? Chase, <laughs> Chase, you into any of your NFTs or just top shot? So it's funny. I, reason why I raised my hand too is that I got really into uh, the Ballers uh, release uh, nice. this past. Uh, well. I've been doing like looking into that project as well as uh, there's like another one Instagram that's not sports related, but like 
I would say Top Show is my first foray into NFTs, but I'm really like intrigued by the Ballers project. Uh, just takes me back to all the 90s video games, art style, and um, I have three Ballers uh, right now. So, um, and I have a lot of speculation as to, you know, the team or why I collected them. So, uh, so really were you, the, the first mint had a, uh, spaces earlier tonight and they were talking about some baller stuff. Were you, did you participate in that at all or? I did not. I did not. So no. I'll be candid with you. Like the, the last, so my, this is like a, this is like real time authentic. My wife is 39 and a half weeks pregnant. So, oh my lord I god bless right. her thank you thank you she could like literally pop any moment so um we are going in if she like... pops on spaces we're not getting off like i want i want the whole thing <laughs> spaces on I might... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in trouble for it later that's, that's literally how this might go so i'm like pacing in my office right now this is this is why i have time for spaces right now because i love it for the we gotta go get the go bag by the door and everything so uh, that's that could go down at any moment. So uh, no, I, I missed the spaces really about ballers. But uh, what I what I've seen so far from the Discord and it's it's on like a it's gonna be awesome. So you said you have three, is that correct? Yes, yes. Are you looking at no? Um, all right. So did you mint three and then just get them, or did you purchase them on the secondary marketplace? How did you get those three? I purchased them on the secondary market. Okay. And were you looking at traits or traits? The skills. Skill, 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 skill first. So you were looking at like the dunks, the playmaking, the defense, mm -hmm. whatever, like to try and mm -hmm. get. So, so you, okay. Cause I always find it fascinating. I have a couple of ballers, you know, obviously being Top Shot fans and dapper people, you know, ballers are, are right in that same sort of area code for us. So, uh, I have a couple, and I have one that I love, but is fairly nondescript and not unique. But I have one who has a pretty good skill set, uh, and I'm interested to kind of see where people gravitate. Is it towards the traits? Are you looking for lizards and devils and stuff, or is it the skills? Are you looking for for people who may have a better part of that gamification uh, aspect? Yeah, see, that's that's where I think my my fascination with, I think the consumer side and the business side kind of like comes to a head. So, you know, my, I, I, I started my career working in video games. So I worked for EA sports a long time ago, like in college, uh, worked for EA after school, worked at Zynga, um, back in the 2010s. Um, so I've been on the game production product side and I have a lot of like, when I can see good game balance and, uh, how characters and archetypes work together, like I can see it, um, and I see that's where like sports games, like simulation games, you know, there's uh, there's so much that goes into the aesthetic of the game, but then also just the balance of the game. So when I see it's like only like a couple key traits revealed, um, and mind you, like I, I grew up with like NBA Live as like my my baseline, and then 2K uh, came in and, and started eating their lunch, and uh, so we have a whole space on like how my thoughts on that but uh, the point being is like i look at you know, you know there's a to be good at a game with characters i think skills oftentimes you know create the value for traits um and just like in real life it's like you can look the part but if you can't actually ball then uh, it later shows so i think the long-term value will sit in the actual ability to 
Because I think there's going to be a lot of utility around those ballers. I feel like that's the the piece that it's going to be something like metaverse, utility, real world, uh, and skills will be valued. And It does seem at, like there's a game coming. I think that's the, the speculation some, yeah, or, or some and, type of game, yeah. And and I look at Arcanid 2 with, I think, just the, again, outsider looking in, uh, Dapper being able to secure licenses and you know, traditionally in video games, you know, original IP doesn't really succeed. So to create original IP and then marry it with potential license IP is like a big opportunity. Yeah. And if you pull that off, like you, you found like gold. Um, and that's where I see like the, the, the long tail being you know, uh, just like in, you can create a whole esport around just the characters as they stand today, uh, which is like super fascinating so uh yeah i think that's the the piece kind of looking at when i look at the ballers i intentionally went after uh you know uh, I'm, I'm a point i, I grew up playing guard so I, I understand that position the most so got like a playmaker guard he's probably like my best baller um i named him on the the google sheet uh, he's uncle drew uh and you know a guy uncle drew like, he looks just like uncle drew i, I love it not. looks just like uncle drew um probably like a little younger version and uh, i got like a 99 shooter one that's like decent playmaking and then um i think it was touched on a little bit earlier but uh, i think this this generation of basketball uh women are way need are way more uh important and they need to be a part of this conversation because when we talk basketball being a good basketball player it's not just a good men's player or women's player so uh, i think i see the the, the alignment of uh, equity being kind of equally distributed, like giving women and men a priority uh, here. So I got a female baller. Uh, she kind of looks like Tanisha Wright, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but do you do legit. you think do you think they'll create a scenario? I'm trying to think back to like you know times in my life when <clears throat> there's been various tournaments or you know sporting events, and they've created this sort of scenario where you have to have a woman on the team. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to have a female representative on the team. And do you think that they'll create that sort of thing that, that boosts the utility for, for the lady ballers? Or do you think even bigger than that, that there'll be like a whole ladies baller um, gamification separate from, from the male ballers? Like where do your thoughts go in terms of that? So I, I can... I completely agree that these worlds will, they're coming to a head. And I think unlike previous generations, there's so much leverage now on the athletes side to organize, self-organize, create their own leagues. Like the big three could not have existed like in the nineties, but now it can. And I think what I, what I could see happening, uh, I don't look any further than just like NBA summer, uh, not summer, NBA summer league, but just looking in the summer league circuit, like here in LA, we got the Drew league. And the Drew League is a pro-am circuit, right? Everyone drops in, drops out. But um, it's those. I think those are opportunities where you're going to see potentially more convergence of men and female teams. Like co-ed is, especially at that level, like when you to like look at the rosters of some of these WNBA teams, like they're not, these, these, are, these are formidable women, highly skilled, and they can hold their own. Uh, so uh, I think that's where you could probably see co-ed be something that, happens like in a summer circuit and then maybe even on a larger stage like an all-star uh, game uh, of sorts because if it comes down to just skills 
um, like that's equal playing field. Um, but I do think there's a place for that type of product to exist and ballers being like a complimentary service or a way of uh, driving awareness for that. Um, like those working together. That's why I think it's cool. They have like, like teams in each city, like uh, intentionally it makes a lot of sense. I, we had, um, I think having a baller, like one female is really smart too. We had uh, a person who comes on the spaces a bunch, Angie, and she mentioned that they're undervalued and they're only, what was it, Mark? Under 30% were female ballers. So in the end, it is a little bit right. of a, a hedge mm -hmm. against having a little more rare player too, especially if, like Mark was suggesting, they put in a stipulation in their game. You have to have a female on the roster. It would, uh, I think it's a great bet. I also say that because my Twitter profile normally <laughs> is a female baller. So I am all on the, all aboard. My Favorite reptile game. woman's taken over. One of the best games of all time, as I cut you off, was like NBA Street Volume 2. And yep. that is a game which, you know, still was like maybe way ahead of its time. And a game like that could exist like right now with IP like this. So, yeah. Shout out to It was Marcus. a great game, too. Because you got the, the problem was you really had to like spam the hell out of the trick button while you were doing it, too, to build up this, your power score or whatever. Really like that game. I was good at that one. No, game breakers were it. You know, I love Bobito Garcia. Just hearing that was like hearing him, his voice. I feel like every phrase that he says, if you watch enough NBA games and their post credit, I said post credit, in like the post game interviews, every once in a while someone will slide in something that I know that they got from Street One or Two. Post credit. The Marvel world's infiltrated every aspect of our damn lives now, hasn't it? Um, Earl, you've had your hand up for like five minutes now. I apologize. Did you want to chime in on that? No, I was just going to, first off, Chase, congratulations. Excited for you to, to take on the next step. I was going to say it's hard to follow that up. You did, a, you did really well. This is my first time on a, really any kind of spaces. And so I just wanted to give love to the community because I really didn't see that happening. Like when I first started getting into Top Shot, like I, I just started two weeks ago. And uh, the shit is addicting, man. I don't know if I can cuss, but uh, that is cuss away addicting. yeah it is addicting to uh to just figure out how the collector score works like you, you guys were touching on but then there's just so many cool uh people that you meet too like it sounds like i only caught the back half of this show but it sounds like ben's a photographer i'm a wedding photographer i got a shoot tomorrow morning uh so uh, i appreciate the photography skills if that's what i heard uh yeah yeah i ben just shot you guys it. a lot of love Go go look go to Ben's Twitter profile and then look at his Instagram and he's taken really sweet pictures with uh, legitimate ballers. He's got like Scotty Barnes on his Twitter and everything. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, it, awesome. it, do you yeah, have any questions happen. about your Top Shot account that you want to ask a few people here that are big collectors? Oh, well, yeah, I've just uh, I mean really not not too many questions as far as how it works. I've been. Oh man, I've spent probably an unhealthy amount of time checking it out. <laughs> so we can relate, uh, yeah. But like, I really actually gotten into like some of the the communication styles as well. Like, I never messed around with Discord, and so now I'm on like four or five Discord channels, and I'm having that up all the time. I I want to give a, a quick shout out to uh, the first one I started following. It's called Shot Talking. I don't know if anyone's in that one, but I absolutely love that one. Um, but if there's any other discords uh, that are neat to join? I'm in the moment ranks and the top shot, but I'd love to, you know, I'd love to chat with you guys when I can. I Go recommend, 
Uh, just a couple of discords. Obviously, there's the Wolfpack Discord. It's full of these losers, uh, so it's worth checking out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in terms of, like, for Top Shot knowledge, I also think Life Token's uh, useful Discord. I'm a little bit biased to help set up, but he's got, like, these really cool channels where they post, like, metrics and stuff, similar to um, the Twitter bot that he has. But I think that's a good Discord. I think if you want community, like, to be honest, Huston Showroom is a fire Discord. And also, obviously, you have to do it. The main Top Shot Discord, we talked about this earlier. I don't know if you were here for it, but, like, completing team sets will get you access to these like very exclusive team channels where only other people that have completed team sets on top shot are in them like some of these channels have like a couple hundred people and we're constantly seeing the community do giveaways of like tickets to games and cool merch nba players are dropping in i know i'm repeating myself for people that were here earlier but like honestly mate i, I would recommend like completing your favorite team set and making sure you're in that team channel because it's pretty cool stuff now obviously not financial advice fight what you love but like if you love a team, you should probably have a team set and make sure in that Discord channel. So that would be like a few things on Discord. Um, there's also a bunch of other like sub communities within the Top Shot space. Some of them are like other NFT Discords that talk about Top Shot. Uh, some of them are like DFS Discords that talk about Top Shot. Some of them are like there's this one I found. I'm gonna find the name for you guys real quick. Um, called NFT Smart Charts. I don't know how good it's gonna be, but I know they're giving away a lot of moments and they're doing a lot of like smart ass breakdowns of charts around Top Shot moments. So. I stumbled on that today, and there's like always new discords popping up, so definitely worth looking out for. <laughs> yeah, totally, the, one yeah. Would, the, the one that I would shout out, Errol, um, and I'm, you know, I'm gonna pump my own bags here because I'm, I'm close with these guys, but I love the boards to buckets community. It's a bit more basketball focused than just per se top shot, um, but they, uh, one of the, the big things they do similar to the Wolfpack is. If someone needs a moment, they actually have a specific channel for um, kind of trusted people in the community. So if someone needs a moment loaned for a challenge, for example, um, we're able to do that in that community, uh, which is great. And look, you know, I think most of the discords in the Top Shot community, uh, I would argue, depending on the discord, some of them aren't necessarily as focused on the basketball, they're more focused on the Top Shot. Um, I, the thing that I like about Boards to Buckets personally is it's more basketball focused than anything else, which is kind of nice. But it's it's really just your preference on what you're looking for. I'm going to jump in that Discord. I'm not actually in it. They don't pump it enough. They don't invite me. If you're in a community Discord top shot and you want me in there, just drop me a DM. I will join. Like, Look, I, I, I will happily invite you in, Luke. I'm, I'm sure Dream would be more than happy to have you in there. Let him in. That does sound like a good one. I mean, do they, I mean you know, Mike. Do they have a trivia night? Come on, give us a little bit of love here. Uh, they don't Wolf. have a trivia night. They, our or, trivi- or casino, for that matter. Our trivia night casino was theater. absolute fire. Yeah, we're going to do that again too, Mike, so you better come and troll it up. Uh, I was pretty terrible, but I'll, I'll, I'll take L's wherever I can get them, boys. Yeah, but you, <laughs> you had W's in the laughs department. I was laughing all the time with your posts because you were just resigning to being the troll, Uh, so it was great. Quick note, because I know we've got some some new speakers in here. One thing I wanted to note to Chase, because I I thought what he said was great. Um, As far as the moments that you're looking at, I was looking on um, the Marketplace, and Wolf, I don't know if this is what you were, like the price point that you were looking at, but since he's a Lakers fan and still getting the collector score up and, and figuring out which sets to collect, I would recommend maybe doing the seeing stars Anthony Davis. I don't know if that's mm. even in the ballpark, but I, 
I think that would be a phenomenal moment. And it's it's getting late. Mark might be loosening up his wallet there a little bit. Maybe you could talk him into it. Easy, easy. What do we got? I like here? this chase. Are you DMing Mike on it? Like, oh, hey, on that behalf, <laughs> can you give me like a really good moment here? <laughs> But man, I, 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 I yeah. love seeing new people in the community, and like, you know, I that's a reasonable moment. A, it's a great player, so it's great for like daily challenge utility. And B, it's a great set. Seeing stars is awesome. I think it's super undervalued. Yeah. It's sub two thousand dollars right now, and it's like one of those sets that it's a couple things on seeing stars. One, it's ten thousand, so it's the lowest um, common. Sorry, let me rephrase. It is the lowest mint count of a common set. So at 10,000, there's tons of great players in there that can all be used for daily challenges. And there's definite future utility there as well. So just something to think about. And I would think that Anthony Davis would be a good fit. That's all I'm saying. So this would be like season, scene stars, set series two or set two. Is that right? Is that yeah. where she's yeah. looking? Yeah, it's a great moment. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Yep, I see it. See, like I, I, this is literally I was lost in the woods before on this. Now I feel like I found my way. This now is, you got on the moment. It it's gonna I get it so much good, better for set utility. I can feel yeah, Chase, my wife's eyes man. burning the... hole in the back of my head. So I'm gonna go mute for a little bit. <laughs> and if you, you said you like the female basketball, I mentioned earlier, the WNBA common set is one of the best. It's I believe I saw it recently as. Uh, the best collector score for your buck by far compared to every other set. So if you're trying to upgrade your collector score, yeah, go for that Where, WNBA. Where's Coach T? Coach T can speak to this because I think he's he's done deep dives into some of the WNBA stuff. But I think the WNBA common set, what is it? Well, 51, 52 moments. There's some. Out. 52 I 56 56 56 yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a big set but a lot of the set is relatively inexpensive and there's a couple of moments specifically the Aja Wilson that is more expensive but like the collector score you get the bonus you get it's it's well worth you know I mean if you're interested in the NBA if you like the NBA and you're looking to boost your collector score it's a great way to do it that's, and, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'm committing yeah. to that now. I'm going to yeah. work my way through that set. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. And the Seeing Stars set to back up Mike there too. Uh, Coach T just posted in our group that it is very high up the list of collector score per dollar as well. So it is a little bit of an underrated set with all those stars that will come in handy for the flash challenges. So. Yeah, I just say, uh, Chase, now, before you, like, obviously, if you're dropping now, um, feel free to reach out if you have any Top Shot-related questions. You can get me on Twitter, obviously, on this account, or you can get me on Discord. I'm Luke slash El Dumbo. So feel free to DM if you've got, like, any questions about your account or any issues. Um, I'm not going to tell you what to buy. I can't give any financial advice either. Mm-hmm. But, like, just if you're having issues, um, that was a weird time for you to buzz mark as I said that I couldn't give financial advice. Um, <laughs> but, like, but like, if you ha- like, honestly, I can still help you out with collect score, and I can point you directly to people like the Wolfpack if you have any questions that I can't answer. But if it's anything about your account, using the site, etc., feel free to hit me up. Uh, DMs always open, and uh, you know, welcome to the Wolfpack. Yeah, and if if I could just real quick check with both Chase and Ben, I sent you both moments. Did you get them? Can you check your accounts and just make sure I sent them to the right place? I, I think other people might have been sending some moments too. I saw on our Twitter thread. 
I, I've ben, been oh, known. If you check your account. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder, okay. I got the Sabrina and I got into free. That's very Much cool. Did you purposely give me the moments that of the players Kobe really liked? <laughs> I mean, I, I I may I may have done you a solid. I don't know. I appreciate that, man. Yo, so Kobe and and Fee has had such a good relationship. You know, not just because Fee went to UConn, but like Fee also trained Gigi and like worked with uh, the team a lot. And like her husband is like a big like NBA trainer, like um Alex Basil. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but that's like her. No, actual... my my NBA knowledge doesn't run as deep as the team trainers. Come on, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, there's like in 2021, this is like the year of like celebrity trainers, like um like Chris Brickley. I think he was probably like the first very famous one, right? Like when he was doing like. Back who's in the who, days. who's the guy? Who's the guy that does the gazelle thing on QVC? Tony something? That's the trainer I know. Oh, <laughs> Billy Blanks. Uh, yeah, Billy Blanks is another one. I got Billy Blanks. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I laugh. I laugh because it is so nerdy. But I'm such so into UFC that I definitely know the trainers. And I'll be like, "Well, this guy just started working with this uh, nutritionist and movement coach recently." So I, I like his odds, you know. Oh, yeah, shout out to Arizona. So there there you go. Quick team guys in Arizona. What story on Chris Brickley, guys? John Chris Jones Brickley, just started know. training. Brick, Brickley played at Northeastern the first two years of his career. So I. I knew Chris pretty well, and he was basically an end-of-the-bench guy. And then he transferred, and we kind of lost touch. And it's funny now because, like, that guy went from being an end-of-bench guy at Northeastern to within, like, seven years being an NBA 2K as the celebrity trainer in NBA 2K. It's, like, kind of phenomenal as a rise to, like, go from – end of bench at a mid-major conference to end of bench. He ended up transferring to another D1 school and then ended up as Mello's trainer and it kind of just took off from there. It's wild. Yeah, he was the reason why the hoodie Mello thing exists. He just was like, yo, I'm going to film this. And then everybody else, not everybody, but that became like a trend, you know, celebrity, like the trainers become personalities themselves. You know, like you just said, Brickley's in 2K. That's amazing. And he has a Puma deal. Like what trainer do you know has a sneaker deal? It's smart. Honestly, it's great business. It's really good branding, basically. I was a trainer for a little while. I didn't even get a free coffee at a local Dunkin' Donuts, for God's sakes. Man. It's because your old Instagram wasn't invented yet. That's true. That's true. There was no drive to watch workout videos yet. My, my, my horse and buggy dro- drove up to Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one fact, I got a bounce. I got to get on with some work. Um, Thanks for coming time. on. You were only here for three uh, three hours and 15 minutes. That's what's what's wrong with you. I know. That's like a very short amount of time for me, right? Ducking um, out early. Yeah. Uh, I always appreciate these chats. Um, thank you, everyone listening. Any questions, feel free to hit me up, and I'll probably see you guys in the new year. Luke, Thanks Luke. Luke. take care. Stay Yo, well, Yell at Jacob for me. Yell at Jacob for me because Diamond wasn't included in that uh, Top Shot video they put out an hour ago. Bruh. Or that was Jacob, to be fair. That would have been like our marketing video edits. I can yell at the person who did it if you want. But like, I, it's yeah, still a no, fire please. video. I don't know the Wolfpack story. It's still a fire video. Just video. yell. Yell, Luke. Just yell at somebody. 
I'll just go into Slack in the biggest channel we have and I'll just do a voice recording of me yelling in general about um, this will be out. This will be out on Spotify. You can just be like, listen to three minutes and three hours and fifty <laughs> minutes in. Who's responsible? Points no, and fingers. I, mean, I think the video was fire. Inevitably, we're never going to get everything, but I think we did cover a lot, and it was a pretty exciting video to be honest. Um, but yeah, it is. I'll catch you all later, man. I don't know what I was. Peace out. I don't know what I was more excited to see. The then what was it? The Samsung. The, what was the the phone video? The phone commercial that had Top Shot yeah, in it? Yeah, the Pixel video? 6 one. Yeah. Actually, I haven't seen the new video. The Pixel? Oh, that made me want a Pixel. I never wanted a non-iPhone until watching that commercial. Then you're like, I can fuck with that. <laughs> yeah, there's Top Shot. Duh, jump up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, does anybody else want to come up and have anything to say? I think, I think we'll probably wrap it up soon. It's almost hitting the three and a half hour mark. Um. Give me a little a speaker request if you want to come ask some questions or say what up. If not, maybe we'll just uh, save this for next Friday. This has been a great space. As well. We we got introduced to Ben. Chase yeah. came up and had some stuff to say, which was awesome. It was Earl, really awesome. Yeah, Earl popped. Kevin came from Top Shot. We have, it's yeah. been a lot of fun, man. Chase, uh, Ben, and Earl will probably send you some Diallo 40Ks, which we use as admission to our Discord, which uh, admittedly we're trying to get better about talking. We're all addicted to Twitter, so we have a hard time getting out of our Twitter threads, but we're we're slowly building it up and we're trying to uh, plan more little mini events to get us on the uh, on the Discord. So oh, I think we have someone who wants to jump. Oh, yeah, okay, we got our, our man who's going to take us out. Um, if I... I was going to recommend earlier to you as well, Chase, and do a little plug at the end. Part of Wolfpack Media is a few different podcasts, and one of them is Dave P. Baller's podcast called The Priority Queue. And they he does a weekly Ballers update that's very, very good. And he's been talking to a lot of people sort of deep within the company. So if you're into the Ballers and, or Top Shot, check out The Priority Queue. It's great. I was on an episode. That's the worst one. Uh, but the other one's great. And uh, Mark here, our, my co-host, has a new podcast called Inside the Handle, in which he's sort of talking to popular Twitter people about their real lives. And his first episode is with Stay Stacked, and that one's also a really good episode, super interesting. And we're here every Friday, except for when there's a holiday, uh, at 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. So uh, we'll hopefully catch you guys on Discord. Love the stories. And Mike, thanks for jumping in. As always, you uh, you you keep us uh, grounded, and you always drop some serious sports knowledge so that uh, our show can keep up with the heavy hitters like Ben and Kevin. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, I'll I'll plug my shit too. Uh, I have a Twitch stream that I, I'm. Oh, I guess I'll break this news now. Uh, moving from Tuesday nights to Thursday nights, um, and it's going to be at six thirty uh, Pacific, nine thirty Eastern just after the first event um, and we can follow your twitter and you'll link to it oh it's there already um twitch.com slash on the break podcast um i've been i've been uh twitch streaming for about two months now um lar- pretty wide variety of top shot personalities have jumped on um so it's uh it's been fun i'm enjoying it yeah awesome yeah it's great i'm glad to hear are you you're gonna keep for the new year doing more and more twitch are you you leaning into the platform a lot uh here's what i would say i think this is kind of inside baseball 
Um, but the general thing I would say is I think that most of the Top Shot community is on Twitch. There's, I think, minimal content on other platforms and kind of my idea long term is to do more of a holistic approach. I think there should be more YouTube content because it's sparse there. Outside yeah. of like Tandy and Bollish Blockchain, I do think there's minimal support there. And I think there's more room on Twitter and other places to really make an impact, Instagram in particular. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's going to be broad this year for sure. Awesome. Love to hear it. Uh, Spine, why don't you uh, take us out? Uh, first of all, heck of a show. And uh, secondly, to all the wolf pack out there worldwide, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you'll join me in a good night. How? How? All right. Good night, y'all. Catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, and keep an attention to our page as we're always doing giveaways. So uh, show us a picture of your Diallo 60K right now, and we're going to give away some moments to uh, people who are entered in that draw. All right. Absolutely. Peace, y'all. Peace. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy yeah, New Year. Happy New Year. Stay well, too. man. Be good to each other. <laughs>